Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar. Uh, this week, I'm talking to Travis Louie. had a really great conversation with him. He's an old friend from the early days of the L.A. Uh, pop surrealism, whatever you want to call it, art scene. And uh, like me, he's st still here grinding it out, so it's always great to talk to Travis. He's a great guy, great artist, and uh, we had a really fun conversation. Lots of talk about the old days of the L.A. art scene and um, a little bit of history. It was interesting. It was fun. It's always fun talking to Travis. Um, I'm going to keep this short, short and sweet. I'm trying, I'm going to try and cut down the intro song. I'm going to cut down these, um, intros to the podcast as well. I'm going to try that. Seems like they, I don't know. It all goes on, goes on for too long. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. It's episode 272 and the date is, um, January 31st. I'm recording this, um, 2023. I'm exhausted. I don't know if you can see behind me. Well, if you're watching this on YouTube, you could see this painting behind me. I've been painting. I've been, uh, grinding every single day of January, um, getting these studies done. I owe my, my patrons from Patreon. And then I had to get this painting done. It's 30 by 30 inch skull flower painting for the LA art fair in February. And, uh, then I got sick. Um, not COVID, luckily. I still haven't gotten COVID, which is great. But um, maybe because I'm all vaxxed up and boosted. Um, also because I don't go anywhere. But anyway, I'm starting to feel better. Got this painting just about finished. I think I got another day on it, and it'll be done. And uh, then I can move on to the next thing. It's just such a grind. Such a grind. So I'm exhausted. That's if you could tell. I don't know if you can tell, but I feel wiped out. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, that's it. Yeah, if you want to support the podcast, go to uh, patreon.com slash darkartsociety. And um, you can get uh, entry into the f secret Facebook group. You get the podcast a day early and other benefits. Um, if you want to join us, uh, support my Patreon, you can go to uh patreon.com slash chetzar and i'm posting everything i work on as i do it as i paint it as i sculpt it and uh all my sales and things go to patrons first before they go to the general public so when i make new studies and stuff patrons usually buy them up before people outside of the patreon get a chance to purchase um let's see uh I guess that's it. Oh, uh, 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 Skull Shop. Oh, if you join at the $5 level, I think this is going to be the last episode we're doing this, but if you join at the $5 level on Patreon, um, you could uh, get entered to win a skull from Skull Shop. That's S-K-U-L-L-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. And you could, uh, this, this skull in this painting behind me is, I used a Skull Shop skull for my reference make great skulls and uh yeah so i guess we'll do the drawing next episode uh next week and um i guess that's it i feel like i'm missing something but um it's probably just my exhaustion so anyway let's get on with it travis louie great dude great artist here we go and i hope you enjoy it
What's up, Travis? Hey, man. How are you? Good. Long time no see. It's been a little while. Yeah. What's the last? Yeah. How long? When's the last time you you were in LA? It's been three years. Wow. Because of the pandemic. Oh yeah, right, right. And uh, you know, uh, I haven't been out there since 2019. Was the last time I was out there. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Before everything went to hell. Yeah, yeah. I went. I had a had a show at uh, KP Projects. You know, uh, and then all of a sudden, within a few months, it was just just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of crazy. You live kind of like out in the boonies, though, so you can kind of be untouched by the madness in a way. Yeah, luckily in the the town I live in is a, is a very small population, so unless um, you know, somebody comes in from the city, you know where where it was really bad down there. Right. Obviously, you you've seen the news reports, uh, and uh, those 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 conspiracy theorists who don't actually live in the city have no idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like that's cool and all. You you think that, but unless you're actually there, you don't really know. Yeah, it's like Sam Fuller says, right? He what? always says uh, when someone says something, he always goes, "Well, were you there?" Yeah, if you you weren't there, then you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I remember when that was first starting, when the pandemic was first starting, like the first couple days. I got a text from uh, Damian Eccles, and he's like, "They're fucking," you know. Uh, he was showing. He showed me a picture because he was in New York, and he's like, "They got pictures of um, uh, like refrigerated vans for storing bodies because they were running out of space in New yeah, York." It was, it, was, it was pretty bad. I had a I had a friend of mine who uh, he worked. He his his business was a funeral home. So oh really? Yeah. So he he ran out of room like really quickly. He just ran out. Oh my god! You know, know you you have a friend who runs a funeral home. I've had a few. <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, met one person who's run a funeral. Yeah. Home. <laughs> I, I know I, I know some very strange people in this in this life. Uh, I don't I don't know. It just worked out that way. Uh, I don't know. You know. Yeah. There's like a there's a. Uh, my wife was watching a. There's a uh, ask ask a mortician cha- YouTube channel. This woman is a mortician, and I was like, man, I really want to uh, see if see if she'll come on the podcast because I find that stuff so fascinating. Like it's really kind of a morbid curiosity I have. It is a friend of mine. Uh, I remember uh, we, we all did art. You know, we we were all working at Pearl Paint. There was an art store that uh, they had a chain, and they were all over the United States. They had some in Los Angeles, if I remember mm-hmm. right. And uh, we all worked there and, you know, he, he was a pretty good sculptor and he ended up, that's where he ended up working. Oh, sculpting, you know, cause sometimes faces, <laughs> sometimes things happen Yeah, and, and you want to have an open casket and you need someone to do some stuff. And he was the guy, Yeah, as you, you know, and uh, you only have photographs to work from at that point. Right. You can't cast anybody. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, you get to a point because the, the, the human face doesn't have perfect symmetry. If it did, we'd all look like fucking aliens, as you know. That's not you can always tell, you know, when someone is like something's not right. Right. You know, when people do plastic surgery very often, they're they're adding symmetry for some reason. Right. I don't know why you would do that. Well, they say that like they say that that beautiful faces are more symmetrical. That's that's I don't know if that's true, but yeah, but I mean, you know, it's sort of like okay, let's say you you, you come home. And your cousin is at your house, 
and, and there's something funny about it. And you're like, oh, wait, is it really him or is it somebody pretending to be him? You know, because the symmetry is off. It's <laughs> close enough. It's sometimes when people get plastic surgery, very often they look like mimics. Right. You know, you've, you've seen the movie Mimic where it's like roaches are pretending, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. the horror movie. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like a it's like, no, no, I'm really your cousin. You know, like, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not it. You know? You know, you mentioned uh, sculpting, be, being a sculptor and sculpting people's faces back uh, after, mm-hmm. you know, uh, having facial trauma or whatever, dying from gunshot uh-huh. wounds and stuff. And I remember when I was a kid and I was getting into makeup, um, and you, I'm sure you know this, but a lot of people probably don't know it, is uh, the, the, the wax that makeup artists would use, like, throughout the ages up until they started using foam latex prosthetic prosthetics it was, was called derma wax well it was called mortician's right. wax mortician's wax yeah it was mortician's yeah. wax and then it changed to derma wax because i think people it wasn't such a uh yeah. advertiser friendly name mortician's wax but that's what they use like to build up noses and, and stuff for for yeah. movies i used to have a i used to have a container of that yeah actually yeah, when I was in middle school, it's great stuff. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just the thing you did when, when you're, when you're, uh, you know, when you're like a twelve-year-old kid, and you're you're buying, you know, monster magazines or whatever, and yeah. you're looking at all, you're looking at all these, you know, it's usually usually Rick Baker, Dick Smith, Dick Smith first, and Rick Baker, and then everyone else, you know, Jack Pierce, and yeah, you're looking at all these makeups from history of, of, of movies. And you just like you know, you're just curious. You want to try try it out. You want to see if maybe you could do it. Oh yeah. So my my friend wanted to do that, and then he ended up he's in the funeral home business. Wow, so, that's a trip. So, I remember right? I, I I remember Dermawax was or yeah, Mortician's wax Dermawax. It was the same color as the palm of my hand. It like mm-hmm. and it blended almost perfectly. And so I remember one time, I took a little dab of like rouge, like a red color. And I put it on my finger, and then I put a little subtle layer of Dermawax and blended it carefully, and it looked, you couldn't see anything. And then I walked up to my mom with a butter knife, and I just sliced it open. And it was just, it looked perfect. It was like it sliced my hand open, and it was like red underneath it. And that was like, uh, uh, then you know, then after that, I was like trying to put blood tubing in and and see if I could get it to like cut and then bleed with a little oh my little God. food color bottle oh with a tube, God. and I would squeeze did, it. Did you did you do all the tricks <laughs> like you would you would go to the sporting goods store, buy a machete, and then you would cut the yeah. I, ne- I wanted you know? I never did that, but I I did you know uh, um you know uh cut off fingers and you buy those nails that you could stick through your finger the fake nails that remember those right. mm-hmm. there was all that cool what about stuff the, in what the about 70s. The, the, the did you do the uh finger in the box like in that uh, oh yeah 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 that don Coscarelli movie uh, it was a, a <laughs> phantasm phantasm yeah you got the finger in the box i did i forgot about it. and that's funny that you mentioned that uh the finger in the box that was amazing i used to do that like perfect i used to get that perfect so it looks so real in there yeah, yeah these are little, all tricks. These are all like, you know, when you're a little kid and you're learning about all this stuff. You it's know? like the seven. This, that's yeah. one of the cool things about the 70s. It's like there was so much of that weird stuff going around, you know. So it's just word of mouth. People would, would do the finger in the box trick. Word of mouth. It's just like you'd hear oh, get yeah, it from your yeah. older brother. And there was all that weird kind of like joke shop there's joke shops and magic oh, shops, shops that had like the fake barf and all that stuff i mean all that stuff is so cool 
And now it's if you like had money. If you had some money, yeah, you could yeah, buy right. those uh, masks. <laughs> the, the masks. Back of a fam- they famous masks. Monster from Filmland. Yeah. You know, you get the, uh, who was it? Uh, Tor Johnson. The Tor Johnson mask was everywhere. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who, I don't know who did that. Is that, is that Don, Don Post? Post or... Yeah. Don Post. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a website now called vat19.com and they sell. Uh, a lot of that old cool weird stuff wow yeah plus like new weird stuff but now it's you know it's it's a it's a i don't know it was now it's nostalgia before it was just like a thing that was around anyway what a weird way to start the podcast have you been what are you up to (laughs) i'm just i I just keep painting yeah you know Uh, i just keep i mean that's that's what i do I, i i keep painting i keep teaching at sva and i you know the the illustration department is really interesting uh, because technology is is infiltrated the uh, yeah uh, the classes and I I understand it because it's industry standard everyone's working digitally now you know I get that but I I feel like there's uh, they're losing a bit of touch you know oh yeah you must I, yeah you, know? you must have a different perspective as a as a teacher who's teaching students how to how to draw you 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 see the probably i imagine you see the results because you've been I doing it a did. while so you've kind of seen it as it's become more prominent digital oh art. yeah oh yeah uh so, i mean you you're watching just just something as as innocuous as the way they hold the the, the tool in their hand is different mm-hmm. um and then what what things that they they sort of fixate on when they draw the figure it's just kind of like oh really that's all right you know and some some of it is out of like uh, almost like they they get really like tight when they want to draw something. I, I don't mean like drawing it realistically. I mean like they they literally uh, are are looking at the figure and they're holding it so precious. Mm. And I have to, and I have to get them. They're like, hey man, it's, it's all right. Just forget that it's a person. Pretend it's something that's not important. Mm-hmm. And just let your let 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 you let let it happen. You know. Just, so what do you uh, think uh, technology has to do with that? Well, uh, short attention spans. Oh. Uh, I, I'm, you know, these guys, they're all on their phones. And I have to, I, in the beginning of that, I used to have to collect all their phones and put them in a box. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, look, I'm in the middle of doing a lecture. I can't, you can't be on a phone looking at, you know, whatever the <laughs> social media at the time. This would have been 2010. So I don't think TikTok was a thing yet. They were actually looking at Facebook and uh Twitter, I guess at that point, mm-hmm. 2010. That sound right? Yeah, I'm. I'm um, my, I, I have no memory. People, people still had. Um, not everybody had an iPhone. Some people still had, believe it or not, Blackberries. They were Blackberries in the class. I had a too. Blackberry. And, uh, <laughs> so they were just like looking, like, oh, what's up? And I'm just like, guys, you know what? I, I, the model's right there. Draw the model. Get, yeah. get off your phone. You know, be be present. You know, not to mention that these classes are expensive. I mean, if your parents knew that you were, yeah, 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 fucking off in class on your phone, they'd be, you know, they, you know, you, you're, you're missing. It's out, probably, man. you know, it's. I hate to say it, but you know, because I'm just sounding old. We're both going to sound old because we are old at this point. But, but it's like it's, you know, they. It's probably <laughs> one of those things that they'll they'll look back, or even now maybe they appreciate it. Like I'm glad the teacher takes the phone away because. Some of these people are like literally addicted to their phones. If they have it, it's really like distracting because they always want to look at their phones. So it's probably like yeah. they probably are glad that you're doing that. Or if not now, they will be when they're fully grown 
adult old people, I guess. Well, it's hard because the information is moving so fast. I know. Yeah. And things are developing so quickly and, and, you know, they're, they're, they don't have an understanding of what, what something is, you know, even, even the, the terms of art, but that, but that's, that's always been the case, right? Art, art is always this, I've said this before, it's this continuing conversation. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, one idea, you know, it, it, uh, it, it just takes hold of, of everything for like mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah. And then eventually the next thing comes in. Like AI right now. Right now. And even that is kind of, you know, so what? Yeah. It's uh, I'm, I'm in the, all right. A bit. So, okay, whatever. AI. Okay. <laughs> it, it, at the end of the day, it's still, it's only digital. You know, right. AI, AI doesn't make marble sculptures. You know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't, make, you know, AI doesn't make an oil painting. Like if you, you know, if you went, if someone hired somebody to do, a portrait, a formal portrait painting. They're not going to be like, well, this guy can use AI. Let's get him to do it. That's not how it works. Right, obviously. right. Well, you, I mean, you could make the argument yeah. that eventually there will be marble sculptures made from AI because I'm it's sure. too expensive. It's just too expensive. But I'd rather, if I, you're going to spend that kind of money on that technology, yeah, wouldn't, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you use it for something more practical, like you know, surgery? Right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just, no, saying, I mean, I'm just saying, you yeah. could make the point. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just like playing oh, yeah. devil's advocate advocate here oh, sure because there sure. is a guy that um he was doing this a few years ago that was using ai and robots to make paintings i don't know if you've seen this guy on youtube i have seen it i have seen it and it's and, like uh, the paintings are like dude, they're fine they're fine for that style of painting but um it's just you know it will probably yeah who knows if someone's going to do that because there's not really, I don't think, enough of a demand to put that kind of exactly. research into making exactly. marble sculptures mm-hmm. or paintings. But yeah. but even if that did happen, you know, this stuff does take a while. I'm just, I'm not worried about it. It would take a long time before it got to the point where it's like perfect oil painting uh, from AI. If it ever happens, like like I said, it's probably not enough enough of a demand. But I feel like as phys- that's kind of like one benefit to being physical media artists is right that we you know. it'll get worse it'll be like uh robot robot chet like chet chetron <laughs> i am chet i am painting i am painting the chet paintings <laughs> oh man yeah. i'm sorry if i'm if i if i'm wheezing i just i'm getting over this uh cold i've had this bad cold it's not covid so that's good but um yeah no you, you gotta cold. take care of yourself nasty yeah. cold yeah. um yeah so uh but I'm not worried. I'm not really right at the moment. I'm not you know, either. Um, because even even the lawsuit that they're having right now. Yeah, I wonder what's going to. So 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 the lawsuit happens. Let's say they let's say the AI companies lose. Uh, I don't know what it's out of the bag. What what happens now? What's the what's the next thing? Yeah. Then they only use things that are copyright free. Well, they'll that's still what be they, making it. Right, right, right. That well, that's the argument is that. Um, the reason there's there's not a music AI that does amazing music in the same way that it does amazing art is because uh, because the music industry has more protections and pl- copyright protections in place that they were only they were they only used copyright free music so the music kind of sucks right. the AI music kind of sucks whereas with the uh, with the the visual AIs they used everything even photos and people's personal pics and well, even even some of the copyright free stuff that's out there that's in the public domain is pretty good 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, but it's like it. Maybe it's the nature of music or something. The reason it's having an issue. But my understanding is right. is that right. it's uh, it's just it, it hasn't had the equivalent of uh, a five million images to train it or five billion oh, images, whatever it is, five billion. And of course, images. we don't we don't have that kind of money behind us, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> which is uh, kind of the I, shady I can't thing. I can't sell the catalog of Travis Lee images for like two hundred million dollars, like Justin Bieber just did with his music. Right. I can't, you know, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I'm lucky to get a ham sandwich for it. You know what I mean? That's the way it is. You know, so our art is funny like that. Oh you know? my god, that's how you know we're. That's how you know we're for real. My my position has always been this it's like the more the richer a person is the less you can trust that what they're doing is true or from the heart like someone like justin bieber or someone i don't know who the even the contemporary musician pop stars are today it's like when there's so much money being made you know you know that they have a formula and they, and they know how to make money on this formula and then there's artists like us that are just doing our thing and making it work and not getting rich from it. And so, you know, why else would we be doing it when we could be making more money in other ways? You know, it's like, that's how, you know, our artwork is pure is that is because we're like, we're doing this, what, 20, 30 years or whatever. And we're, and we're still not rich, but we're still doing it because we are into what we're doing. Well, I suspect even if we were rich, we'd still be doing. It. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I, for sure. I don't think that. I don't I'm not, think the, that would change. I, I, mean, would, I would. I would take the I would riches. Gladly welcome, you know, uh, exorbitant amounts of money spent oh, on my stuff. That would be great. I tell but, you, man. Okay. I'll tell you. Uh, you know, because I'm still. It's always. It's always a grind. Yeah. Um. It's all every month. It's a grind. I had like a year where it wasn't like that, where I did all those tool posters, mm -hmm. and let me tell you. You know, when they when you when they say that like uh money can't buy you happiness and stuff like this. Sure, money can't buy you love, can't buy you happiness, but I was able to get my life so much more organized and I was able to be healthier and I was less stressed when I had more money coming in. You know, it's like there's a really and it's like, yeah, I know it's it's of course, course it's an obvious thing, but but people uh, make the excuse for you know, you, you hear people saying like, if you want, you know, if you want, <clears throat> if you want money, that it's like a bad thing. It's like, it's you're greedy or materialistic. It's like, no, I just want to be able to like, not sweat it every month and take care of myself, well, take care of that, my family. That's, it's that's like, true. Most, most regular folks, uh, they are only two months away from poverty. Yeah. You know, that, that's anybody like they, yep. if they lose their job. Two months later, they're in trouble. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's most people. most people. Most people, most people aren't two months away from being millionaires either. So, right. <laughs> so it's like that's that's the way it is. Yeah, it it, it, it is frustrating, sure, but we just got to make the best of it. I, I don't. There, we we have no power uh, in terms of uh, controlling legislation that would make things easier. We don't yeah. have that. We, yeah, you can go on social media and scream like, you know, and say these things. And I don't know how much control you have over that. You know, you, you, it's it's complicated. Yeah. It's very complicated. Yeah. You know, uh, if if we're lucky, you know, we, we get by and we can keep doing our stuff. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of variables in this business that, that, that determine any kind of success. Mm -hmm. 
It isn't just, uh, and I, I, I think it's funny, which is very interesting. I always hear people uh, talking about how, uh, you know, talent, talk about talent, the word, you know, they hate right. that word, it's a dirty word, you know, talent, talent. Well, if you just work hard, and it's like, well, I, there, there is something to talent. Talent is, but by, by, by definition, it's just, you have a slight advantage right. over the average person. Right. But some people have more than a slight advantage. Right. There are people out there that really are that amazing. Right. That, that no matter how hard you practice, you will never catch up to them. Right. You know, uh, they do exist. Not many of them. No, no. That's like Frazetta. Frazetta I always bring up yeah. as the example of, of like yeah. a prodigy. He was like a child prodigy. He's a, he's a little more. He's what I call. Uh, I don't. I I can't verify that he had a, a singing voice, but I know he's he's one of those kinds of people that is like a. I, I call them like a taskmaster. You know, named after that that, that character in Marvel Comics where. If he just sees somebody do something, he could do it. Right. It's a little weird. He's a weird guy like that. When he was alive, he, he was like a great ball. baseball player. And... Yeah, not only could he paint, but I understand he had an arm like a cannon. Mm -hmm. He could throw a ball. Like if he was in right field, he could he could hit the spot. Right. You know, that's amazing. Yeah, that he yeah. Could do and in fact, uh, they were they from what I understand, they were they were trying to get him to join the minor leagues. That's how good he was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and um, crazy. And back then, they didn't they didn't pay baseball players what they pay now. Right. Right. So, luckily, he existed back then. If he existed now, he'd be playing for the Padres right, right now. Going <laughs> 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 to draft him, you know, uh, he wouldn't have been. Uh, you know, I guess his team was the Dodgers. I think the Brooklyn Dodgers would have uh. been his team. <laughs> That's about when he was around. Right in New York, anyway, but uh, yeah, he he could do anything. He literally, he was like, uh, there's a few people I've met that are like that. Yeah, that just there's, there's something about them. They could just you just feel like they could do anything. Yeah, if they have an yeah. interest in something, they can do it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know. But the trick is, you know, you just gotta uh, you have to pick the thing that you want to do, and that's the thing that you do. I think that's mm -hmm. that's it, right? Uh, so that's why we paint the pictures. Yeah, right. we've always been, you know, you or some kind of art, right? Because before you you were in a special effects, so that that, that, that was the thing I wanted to do for yeah. you know since I was twelve, and then when I did it for a long time, I was like, okay, I want to paint, you know, I don't want to do. I just got to the point where I just didn't feel like I could really go further with it, and uh, at that point, I was looking at all these painters like Brahm and Mark Ryden, and. Uh, and I was like, man, I maybe I should be a painter. You know, I was really thinking about that for a while there. Well, you have the you have the skill sets. I mean, when you when you have to when you have to paint the prosthetics to match. Yeah, that, yeah, there was like definitely yeah, like a so lot. You, so you so you understand color matching, right? Yeah. You know, the lighting color, conditions have to be a certain way. You know, you, color you know, mixing, you know this. and and yeah. and uh, um, I learned a lot from sculpting because it was you know I did a lot of sculpting, so I was able to see oh, yeah. how three D yeah. forms. Um, oh yeah. Look oh, under yeah. under light and shadow and and things like that, you know. And I did oh. 3D. I was into 3D animation, and mm -hmm. I learned a lot from that with like texturing and specular highlights and things like. That. I I never heard of a specular highlight until I um, opened up a 3D program and learned all that stuff for diffuse layers and it was just breaks it breaks it down almost like in a in a I don't know kind of a I don't know breaks down. The look of things in a way that, that I, i'd never thought of before although i'm sure someone who was trained 
in art school would would know all that stuff yeah yeah yes and no art school's weird because you have uh, you have a whole generation of of art teachers that don't know how to paint and it's it's amazing right i mean <laughs> when now when i say this I, I don't mean that they don't know how to paint like oh this is a paintbrush well you know, i mean like they don't understand something as you know as kind of basic as how light affects everything mm -hmm. right and how light light is pretty much form right right and color color is temperature Right. And if you were in one of their classes, they would never explain such things. Mm -hmm. They would just type, they would give you a list of, of, of paints and, and, and materials to go buy at, at, at Pearl Paint or Sam Flax or the, or, you know, at whatever art store is, is around and um, Jerry's Artorama when they still had a brick and mortar play, you know, you, you would go mm -hmm. put your list and you walk into that store, you buy all the stuff, you go to class and you think, you think they're going to sit you down and tell you, Yes, if you mix these two colors together, this happens. Right. Oh, yes. If you break this down into ten values, I've heard that that they, you know, I've heard of, but, uh, yeah, they teachers don't, that they, don't, they're just gonna say they you. don't know how. Right. They don't. They have. They've had. They had some success with the academic side of art in that they can write these wonderful thesis statements about their work and describe with great earnestness what it is that they are doing, what sort of philosophical knock-knock right, joke the yeah. work is about, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and then, but then if you ask them, you know, uh, you know, well, what about, the, well, what about this? What, how do, how do I get this to look this way? And they just go, I don't know, figure <laughs> it out, just paint. And then you kind of go, oh, that's, that's kind of terrible, you know? Um, and that's why you have people that that don't understand, you know, how to how to paint, mm -hmm. and yet they have master's degrees, which yeah. is hilarious to me. So they spend all this money so they could talk about art. Yeah, which is but yeah, terrible. which is absurd to so me. Because, well, it yeah, I mean I get it because you know as as I was saying before, the conversation of art has changed. So we're you know that's this is where we are. Right. So it, 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 weird, weird things happen. You go, to, you, go to, you go to Art Basel and there's a guy with a banana yeah. uh, and duct tape on the wall. And or maybe there's some other guy doing <laughs> like, uh, but they're, they're, they're making a statement. But the problem with that kind of work is it doesn't resonate. Right. You know, it doesn't go beyond like it. It, it loses its context the minute you take it away from that location right right but uh, you know on the uh, okay uh, again i'm gonna play devil's advocate yeah, a little bit because sure. i because i've thought about this a lot um okay so if art is supposed to reflect i mean one of the things they say about art is it's kind of supposed to be a reflection of the time it was created in you know uh -huh. and that may not be necessarily always true but i think in general people feel that Art represents the time it was created in. Well, they usually. certainly like to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't okay. know if that's necessarily true because art, art is is many things. Some yeah, right, right, done, right, right. Some right. art is done uh, for ritual. Some art right. is done, but but you know, but in so. a historical context, you could say no matter what style, what the subject is, it was created in the certain time period. Yes, and you, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, anyway so it's yeah. like so. Okay, if art reflects. A time, the time uh, reflects the, the the greater society. Then mm -hmm. maybe this shitty banana taped on the wall <laughs> crap art, the meaningless, vapid art that's you know it's a joke. It's a joke. Everybody knows that's a joke. The whole reason there was any kind of uh, talk around it is because 
is stupid. That's the thing. It's like something stupid is going to sell for a million dollars or something. Well, the, 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 the idea was that um, what what can we do to draw attention to ourselves? Right, right, right. Okay. So what is it that we can do to, to, to and that's, and this we're, is, we're kind of there right now. This is my point. This is my yeah. point. So if culture sucks now and everyone's, you know, it's all about social media and posting selfies and dumb, vapid shit that lasts for, you know, a week and everyone forgets about it. If trends on, on TikTok and blah, blah, blah. Maybe art is reflecting the culture with that dumb banana art. So maybe art is kind of doing its job. It's just, we don't like what it's telling us. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> or I, I don't know, like it. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's necessarily the, the thing. And, and the reason why I say that is that, uh, you know, art, like I said, art is many things to many people. Yes. And some people make art because they just want to, you know, go through a process, right? Mm -hmm. Other people make art because they want to make beautiful things. Other people make art because it, it, it's a it's a it's a connection to something in there whether it's ritual like you know maybe mm -hmm. they go to church and they want to make religious art you know so it's many many things the what 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 complicates matters is you you have this hierarchy that suggests that only this one area yeah. is important everything else isn't important definitely which is very which is not great because it, it's it's almost like how religion is Right. over the world you know yeah. you have people who who believe so much in their religion like a guy like kirk cameron for instance he he believes so much in his religion that he and he should be smarter than this he's not he's not stupid he should he should know that there are other cultures all over the right. planet <laughs> so you can't you can't assume just because you believe this mm -hmm. that everyone else should believe what you believe that's that's a mistake and i think it, the, the big art world is like that you know you have this huge hierarchy and they're like well this is the guy Right now, we should all be. Meanwhile, there's somebody it, someplace else doing something else. It's such a scam. It's, it's such a scam. It really is disappointing, especially, you know, because we do art because we love it and we believe it. Right. We love it. That's the bottom line. We love art. We love to create art. It's it's in our blood. That's the bottom line. I think for for ninety nine point nine percent of artists I know, it's well, like if, if we're if we're lucky. In our lifetime, the things that we do will matter to somebody. Mm -hmm. But it, as soon as money gets involved, it, it's it's it changes things. Yeah. Right? Uh, in music, for instance, if something is truly great and transcends a period, we still know about it now because we're we're aware people still either they want to listen to it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or they want to they want to actually play that music. They want to you know they want to buy an instrument and they want to learn how to perform that music, right? Um, and music that uh, sort of lo loses its, you know, its popularity very often just disappears with time. Mm -hmm. You know, I I I don't believe that Jay Z is going to be singing Stephen Foster songs with like a straw hat and a and a fucking cane. I don't I I don't just don't think he's going to be doing that. That doesn't <laughs> seem like something he would be doing because that was really popular. You know, in in the eighteen nineties or whatever, but I, right now, not not so much. So, and, and that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. 
so just like you, you have things that go in and out of fashion you know if you think about like uh Sh- sean cassidy on the cover of like tiger beat magazine you know there's a reason why he's not on there right now right. because that was a long time ago <laughs> you know he's a he's like a i think he's like a producer now he doesn't make, make he's still in the film industry does things you know but um th- there's a moment for one thing and then the next thing you know but things are allowed to fade but in art if money is involved it's not allowed to fade yeah it'll it'll be in textbooks people will keep keep talking about it and keep telling you how awesome something is yeah not because it really is awesome but because somebody paid for it. i know i know that's because you know? that's that's when big money's involved oh yeah that's the money. that's yeah. that's the the that's the difference you know but the, it's again that's just a reflection of how fucked up uh uh um uh, uh uh what's the term inequality uh uh, uh uh, uh, income inequality uh right. it's just across the board if it's everywhere but it's just especially um upsetting and disturbing to me in when it comes when it's in the art realm just because you know because we love art and we're doing doing it because we believe in it and we know we all know all these amazing artists that are just kind of getting by and then you've got people who make the bullshit that are millionaires you know <laughs> well it's, i mean you know it, it, it's uh their marketing's worked i uh, you marketing's know, worked. i i told i've told i've told the story before i know someone who worked you know because now these a lot of these big artists mm-hmm. um will hire effects shops to do their to do their, oh yeah their stuff i'm aware of that yeah totally aware so i know a person that worked on one for this artist who shall remain nameless until after the show and then i'll tell you his name he was literally said, I don't know if he overheard him or if he just told him it's bullshit. The meaning is bullshit. The art is bullshit. He was like saying it, this guy mm-hmm. or girl. <laughs> so he was like admitting it. It's like, it's bullshit. Right. It's just like, it's that's the, the game. And it's like... That's the opposite of of why we're doing it. How, how we well, feel it's, about it's, art. It's hilarious to me that you, that some people require paragraphs and paragraphs of explanation to 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 convince us that they're that what this person is doing has value. Mm-hmm. When the minute you look at it, just just you know, just a regular, you just look at it and you go, "Well, what's going on?" And you go, well, I, "And I." Just, I don't, if, I'm, if I'm not interested, I just turn away. You know, right. it's just not. It's not for me. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Mm. It's sort of like uh, you go to a restaurant and you look at the menu, and then you know this. You, you see what's there, and you go, "I really don't like to eat that, so I'm not going to order that." <laughs> you no, know? and that, and that's you can't get more honest than that. Right. Right. Um, and but can you imagine if you went to a restaurant and somebody said you have to order this meal because it's so awesome, and you see so order it. You take a bite and it tastes like, uh, you know, dumpster bark. And you're like, oh, my God, I, <laughs> I have to. I think I'm going to be sick. Uh, yeah, 911, right. where's the door? But, uh, you know, but then he says, no, 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 no. You're supposed to feel that way. And I'm like, but that's not, you know, and there's a lot of art that's like that where someone says, well, no, 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 yeah. that pile, that pile of glass is art. Right. That pile of but if you take it out of that location and you put it next to a burned out building, it's just a pile of glass. Right. But in this building mm-hmm. with these wonderful lights, 
you know, it's not. And and that's you know, okay. and that's yeah, yeah, and that is legit too. You know, there is a there oh, sure. is there is sure. you know, it's all about the context, and and there is, you you know, when I first started out as a painter, I was like, all of that conceptual stuff is just stupid bullshit. But I, you know, I kept an open mind and I really kind of was trying to seek out different uh, conceptual artists and uh, people that didn't do their own work, that, but it was about the idea. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I, and I've come to understand that it really is a legitimate form of art of course and it's, it is. and it's done and it can be done in an amazing way and have the same effect as like an amazing oil painting. Now, the, the thing is, uh, it, it's, you have to like really kind of seek it out to find the real stuff, but that could be said for anything, I suppose. Of course, you know, of course. like that, uh, you know, I, I saw uh, that Gerhard Richter documentary and I was mm -hmm. like, and I was like that, you know, he just said it was like, there is no meaning. It's just a painting. I like these, you know, basically I like painting like this with these squeegee things and using these colors. And and it wasn't like, and I was like, oh, I get it. I get abstract art. <laughs> That's like enough. That's enough that you think it looks cool. That's enough. You know, sometimes it is. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's, if it does look, but yeah, but this, but seeing it in right. that context, context, I was able to go, oh, okay, that is kind of cool. I, I I get it, and it's like it clicked. But uh, you know, up to that point, I would have just thought it was just stupid. But but that's um uh and and what's that other that woman um uh, uh Martina, uh what's her name Abrama Abrama something uh the artist Abramovich. Is, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the artist is present. There's a documentary on her called The Artist is Present. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen the documentary, but I I, I am aware of what she does and what she it's has done. That, that was well, like, she, she's no. an example um, of, of an artist I would be like, oh, what a bunch of bullshit. And I watched that documentary and it sold me for sure. Like that, there was some really amazing things she did with that weird performance well, there's art. A, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a significant amount of conviction that you have to have mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to do that. Yeah. It's to really believe if you don't believe in what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? That's right, it. And that's right. anything, by the way. Right. If you don't believe in what you're doing, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. You know, it's like, that guy doesn't believe in what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. you know? It doesn't matter if it's, if you're if you're you know a guitar player in a band or if like we can tell we right. can tell yeah. we, we we are we are the receptors of all this sensory information right and uh so it's a what what we see you know and and and, and of course you know there is the taste taste is a whole other thing right mm -hmm. i remember right. i remember being a little kid and uh and it's the first time i i had ever seen tiny tim it was on uh, the dick, <laughs> it was on the dick it was on the dick cabbage show yes and there's Tiny Tim, and he's performing. I'm a little kid, and I I just like what what the hell is this? And but then but then you know even as a little kid I thought well you know what it's okay he's on TV somebody likes this <laughs> I just don't like this. you know I mean that's it and was, that, that's that's the way a... it is so you know it, it, I get I get it now yeah, but yeah. When you're a kid, you don't know why you know why is that there you know there there's a you know, it, it takes a minute sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a lot, a lot of art is like that. You know, a lot of art truly is an, an acquired taste, you mm -hmm. know, uh, but some of it, it, it's very strange because when you, when you 
there were there was a period in time where the fine art instructors were very very dismissive of uh, like people that, that did illustration work or or people that you know designed the world. They they were very dismissive <laughs> of it. And I'm like, well, well, no, that 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 has value. Right. These people that design these marvelous things have value. They're not just just some guy making a picture or, right. or some guy uh, figuring out how aerodynamic an E-type Jaguar can be. Mm-hmm. Right. They're like, no, it's not fine art. You know what, though? When you see that car, something in you says something. And I'm right. sure you've seen it. Yeah. You know, and nice British racing green. You know, it's a 1960s vehicle. It's beautiful. It's aerodynamic. The guy's name is Malcolm Sayer is the designer of that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff. Uh, but yet they don't they don't talk about him in art school. Right. They don't mention him. And I'm like, why are we talking about that guy? When <laughs> this this guy made this thing that everybody and I'm not talking like ice cream or some shit. I'm talking about this. It's it's not automatic. Right. You know, I, I've never driven one, so I don't really know. But I I know that you can okay that you could take a 1950s car and make it go real real fast, but it's a fucking brick on wheels basically. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this thing that he designed, it's aerodynamic. It could take the turns a little better. I mean, a lot better, mm-hmm. right? Just as fast, but smoother transitions, right? You know, you don't want to be staring no brick. That's not in <laughs> these cars. You know? <laughs> but I mean, that that was the point, right? Right. So, I mean, it, it, it's it's important to 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 recognize that instead of just poo pooing something because it's not in your you know it's almost like this weird kind of tribal thing it's like what's well, that part of my tribe yeah so yeah that that's the, the point i always make about i guess contemporary blue chip art is that it's not that it's not legitimate or it's not good it's that it receives preferential treatment as the best of what art is and it's like it's not there's no fucking way you can't even say when it comes to art you can't really you can't say what the best art is not it's not subjective i don't believe it's subjective but what i'm saying is you can't say that's the best that art is that's art is like kind of this infinite thing i think it's not the best it's just what is the moment and and what it what is what is in the zeitgeist at that moment it may change, but it's not. I mean, uh, it's sort of like it's like fashion, you know. It's like uh, at the at, at, at the time, those fucking acid wa- acid wash jeans were the, were the were the shit. Everybody was wearing them. You don't wear that shit now. How about those fucking bell bottoms? It'll be back know? around. Oh, I, a lot of that stuff. These things come around. In fact, you know, I, I, I think the acid you know, wash thing is probably you know, coming back. Straw hats and fucking cane. I, I back to that again. It's like you know, two two tootsie. I'm like, no, I don't think anyone's. No one's doing that. People, no it, one's doing that now. Right, right. Okay, <laughs> you know? okay. That's a good. That, that's a good. That's a good point. That it's more yeah. about what's current. But I. But it. But it's. I don't know. But it the, seems to they be won't held. Let go is the part that I, I I have trouble with. Is that they can't fucking let go. Yeah, they can't yeah. let go. They got to be like no. No, it, it was and, valuable then, and it's valuable now. And I'm like, right, relax, man. I still don't okay. buy. I, I still don't buy it though. As what is of the moment, it's what is that art is what's of the moment, out of the rich trust fund kids that went to the right art schools and met the right people and were allowed to get in these certain art shows and were accepted by the art establishment on that high level. 
that's, well, that's what's a, happening. That's a, that's, a, that's a totally different thing. Right, that but is, but that's not. But that's that it. no, no. That's, but that's, that's the stuff that's that true. gets in. That's the stuff that's that gets stuff in. That it's gets completely. In. I mean, you look at bullshit. most of the work that's at um, at the Whitney Biennial. Right, they have this big show, all this work about. Oh, I don't know. I bet eighty percent of those artists you'll never hear from again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they their, their work does not trend. Their, their work doesn't have. It doesn't have the 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 potency of of an e-type jaguar right like today if you saw that car and i keep going back to that you saw that car <laughs> you know or firebird look mm-hmm. at that thing yeah you just you can't you know you see it and you're like oh yeah that's there's something there right but a lot of that work in that and maybe that's a little unfair maybe maybe it's a little unfair because you yeah. can't drive those paintings so you will never know <laughs> I'll never know. I'll be like, uh, I can't drive that installation. But so this is, know. but that's what that's the that's the thing. <laughs> that's what's you know uh, at the at the um. That's what makes art art. Is that intangible thing? Yes. That good art has that you can't explain. There, there, you can't. There's just something beyond um, human explanation. That makes the Jaguar re- resonate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Funny, it's funny. I, I was arguing, not arguing, but I, I I told somebody something that was that they really got got upset when I told them. Uh, we we're talking about uh, art in the in the twentieth century, right? Mm. Uh, and I told them that the true art form of the twentieth century was was film. That it's not painting, it's not sculpture, mm-hmm. and I'll still hold to that because it it really came about in the twentieth century, mm-hmm. film. Now, I'm not saying every movie is right. fantastic, just like not every painting is fantastic. Right. But more people, I'll argue that more people have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark than Guernica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, that's that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's a lot, right? It has more of an impact. Right. You know? So if, is that what you, is that what people are interested? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that's very it's that's for a mass audience. I do understand that. But it it does a lot for people. Mm-hmm. It really does. Now, if you think about those old those giant blockbuster paintings that people used to make in in the seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds, big giant paintings. Yeah, that, that was their Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right, it's true. You walk in, you'd see this big. Uh, okay, the Raft and the Medusa. Are you familiar with the Raft mm-hmm. and the Medusa? Yeah, that's a gigantic painting. Right. And it's breathtaking if you see it in, in person. It's it's hanging at the Louvre. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little pricey right now to get a, on a plane, but but I mean, if you get a chance, <laughs> it's a beautiful painting. Uh, not just be, it's not about how well it's painted so much as as just the uh, the presence of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. in this giant room and this big, you know, and that that that, that the experience, right? So uh, painting took a hit in the 20th century because it has to compete with film right photography right? and that's that's you can't escape that film is still here film still has the power although it's a little weird now because i, I find that um we're sort of things are changing over a little bit so i don't know where it's going to go i think it's going i think it's uh, video games video games is yeah. going to be what films yeah, yeah. were in the 20th century because like now they're making tv yeah. shows from video games and mm-hmm. you know it's video game i think Video games make more money than than movies do now. Yeah, that that sounds about right. 
you yeah, know. I was shocked when I heard that because like I'm old and out of touch and I don't really play video games because I don't have time. But um, but apparently it's like it's bigger. It's like, you know, it's f- for for kids. It's like, you know, for me, it was movies growing up and for them, it's video games, you know. Well, there's a significant inv- time investment mm-hmm. in a video game uh, that a movie, you don't really have that. You see it. And that's it. You, yeah. You, you know, you go and you could see it a few times in the theater, or you could see it when it's on cable every now and again. But a video game? Oh no, there's like hours. Yeah. Just unless you're really good, then you know maybe not so many hours. But I mean, you know, some <laughs> of these some of these uh, players are pretty amazing what they can do. Um. But that's that has a lot to do with storytelling because right. you're immersed in the story of the game. Right. When you watch a movie, you're you're you are an observer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're 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 hopefully if you're if you're watching the movie and, and all the pieces are working, you are engaged in what is going on on the screen, right? And everything around you disappears. You're sitting in the dark and just completely immersed in what's happening on the screen. Uh that's great. I just you know, I, I don't know if you know video games are even more so because you have to be immersed. Right. You're like you're in it. You know, yep. you know uh so that's that that's probably why that's part of partly why yeah it's pretty cool it's still, cool. It's still tor- storytelling right it's still story yeah yeah it's, Except you're in the story right yeah you're in the yeah story. yeah that's pretty cool when you think about it yeah. like that yeah but, uh, if if we're lucky what what we are what you and i are doing will still have value we don't know we just keep painting them i have no idea no. i hope it works out i hope that people like my stuff i hope that uh you know, uh, I could I could reach those dizzying heights that some of these guys. I don't, there's maybe two artists that I know of that are at in, that came from our world that are in the blue chip world, and you know who they are: Mark Ryden uh, and uh, Todd Shore. Todd Shore, so, yeah. Those are the only two. Uh, everyone else is. We're all just like struggling. We're yeah. yeah we're all just maggots. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I. I, but I mean, I, that's who I. That's you know. I hold them as like they're they're aspirational figures to me as career wise and and mo- yeah. money wise yeah. to be honest. It's like I want to make that kind of money before I die. You know, I want yeah. I want to I, I, I want to see love. I want to see what that's like. I want to see what that's like because I know what it's like to to be broke. <laughs> I don't like it that much. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Uh, you know, uh, I, I you know it's like you're 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 just keep running trying to do things. <laughs> You know, I, I think about I think about the magic trick in art when I first started. Right, that's what art was for me was a magic trick. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'm looking at I'm looking at Maxwell Parrish. Um, uh, to some extent, I'm I'm looking at uh, even a guy like Dean Cornwell, right? Mm-hmm. Where I, I know what he's using, and I know how I, I but I I don't draw like that. Right. Yeah. I look at I look at uh, you know uh, Hans Holbein mm-hmm. the younger. I don't know if you look at the, the there's a painting he did called The Ambassadors. Mm-hmm. That uh, it, uh, that's in England somewhere. Uh, it's it's a beautiful painting. There's so much going on, but there's this there's this a, attention to time that's in that painting. You know, I'm looking I, it up, I, and it, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. And then 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 there's these painters that made yeah, Im- impossible sort of paintings for their time. 
Yeah. A guy like like uh, Jan Van Eyck. Jan Van Eyck's paintings, if you consider when he was making these things. Yeah, I know. That's the other thing was like that. Yeah, know? it's it's unbelievable. So I look at this stuff and I think, okay, that's that's like an that's an ex, it's like an extra gear that these guys have. Yeah. And I don't I don't think there's anybody today that is like that. Can you imagine being back in those times and seeing a painting like that? How amazing that would have been. You know it's what I mean? Because right? yeah, like, because you nobody can paint like that. Nobody Literally, can. You nobody know, can, nobody you know. had. You know, they were they were living in, you know, and there was technologically nothing going on, and then you have this guy who could make this. It, was, it must have been like these people must have been like like magicians, like real magicians well, or wizards to be able to some, make something like that. Sometimes, sometimes when when me and the fellas get together and we're talking about art. We're, we're 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 sort of like we're sort of like magicians in a way mm-hmm. talking about our tricks right mm-hmm. I, I i i i think of going to uh you have you ever been to um the uh beyond brookledge uh, i don't uh, was what the... that is it was at the it was at that the hotel in uh you know the one that bob saw Bob's that, yeah, yeah 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 i yeah, went yeah, to yeah. it one it's year place and it's kind of amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, although I just imagine all these magicians and what they talk about, what you know about all the different tricks, and they all, they all seem to know how each other does their tricks, right? Sometimes I, there's a, there's a show on television right now called uh, Fool Pen and Teller, mm-hmm. and again, you, you get the sense that those two guys have been around. They just know whatever how everybody does something, right? You know, there's only so many ways to skin a catfish, right? right. So with painters, it's like that. Uh, but but mostly illustrators because we're the last ones that are still actually doing the stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the, you know, technology changes, right? Even in paint, paints are made differently, mm-hmm. brushes are made differently. You know, there's 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 all kinds of things that exist now that didn't exist back then. You know, Liquin didn't exist in like in the in the in the 1700s. That wasn't even right. A thing. Yeah, wasn't even so an option. If you think about like, how do you make this thing dry faster? How do you, what, what, what do you use? Like what, you know, so yeah. <laughs> there is that, right. And they're always, always experimenting and and sometimes experiments don't work. There's some painters from the 19th century whose paintings are cracking because they were experimenting too much with mm-hmm. mediums and things. I, I think of uh Waterhouse, those mm-hmm. Waterhouse paintings. Oh, really? England. Yeah. They're really cracked, like horribly. Wow. Now I don't know how much of that is just from uh, being poorly uh, stored but there's definitely, but it, but they can't all be like that. It's right. got to be. There's got to be another reason because what everybody that had a painting decided to keep it in their closet next to a can of uh, solvent. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> you know, that's not. You know, uh, you know, they put on a, a you know a, a dehumidifier in the room and like, here it is. Yeah, we got to get everything crackling. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's the case because why would it be in all those paintings? Right. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Odd Nerdrum supposedly was experimenting it with. I forget what it was, but his painting started melting. And uh, that's hard. He had to, yeah, he had to like, and his paintings are huge. And he had to, yes, I think, re basically repaint them for. Are they, they're, they're, they're really thick, right? Yeah. Application. Mm-hmm. You know, are you familiar with Lucian Freud? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His paintings also mm-hmm. thick like that. Yeah. I kind of wonder about his paintings. Well, I think Odd Nerdrum was doing i forget because i talked to a student of his and he was telling me 
we were talking about it and it was something I forget what it was he was using some medium or something that was like I don't I, I don't know but it, it didn't work <laughs> was he sworn to secrecy like did the next time you saw you saw him no 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 he had, no. He had an eye patch and like cigarette burns on his arm no like, oh, no no I no said he... anything I should have the master the master you know <laughs> no it wasn't like that at all it was just I just forgot what it was mm. um yeah and then, speaking of secret formulas holy shit you, you, are you uh are you familiar with um uh, J.C. Leyendecker's paintings. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, mm. uh, it, it's well, you know what's weird about those things. I, I saw an, an exhibition of those paintings at the Nolan Rockwell Museum, and I could not believe how, the condition they were in. They're just like perfect. Oh, really? And and there's something about the 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 paint that he used where you just don't you almost don't see any of the the brush marks. Yeah, yeah. But you see the shapes. Right. And I remember read. I remember reading somewhere that there was some secret formula that. Uh, uh joseph leyendecker told uh well actually it wasn't joseph it was his um it was his brother because they were twins right uh he he it was frank frank leyendecker told Norman rockwell here's the formula it's this much stand oil this much this whatever mm -hmm. and if you mix this perfectly you add it to each paint you know the brush strokes and this will happen uh, but you know norman rockwell never shared the secret and it died with him oh wow so nobody, nobody really knows what, what, what those guys use i'm sure Trial and error. Trial and error. If it's really that important, a person could figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure it's like self-leveling kind of paint that doesn't yeah. hold any brush marks. But it's pretty amazing if yeah. you look at these things so close. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, I'm, I'm sure there's got to be some exhibition somewhere. Yeah, has... yeah. Keep your eyes open when if they come around. Well, maybe I... at the LA Art Fair, there's always like you know, every, there's like a. Oh, that's right. In the back, in the back of the LA Art Show, there is a there is a, a guy. There's a booth that has he collects illustration. Yeah. From the gold. Yeah, yeah. And 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 but it's like uh, like weird off paintings, not the really good ones. Just right. sort of like the, like the the grade B and the grade grade C. Like uh, maybe there might be a line decker there. I know I've seen Rockwell's there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. So yeah, last year they had. I think it was last year they had an. They had an Escher exhibit, which was pretty oh, no cool. Shit. Yeah, get to see some Escher original sketches and stuff, and wow, pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll see. It's always the the LA art fairs. Um, you know, it's always like sixty percent stuff I'm not into at all. But there's also you know there's really good stuff too there's great there's great you know jeremy lip king is always or he seems like he's in well i guess that that's at arcadia that uh, arcadia fine arts yeah that's, they, that's they always they always have amazing yeah. amazing painters in there but there's even like weird contemporary stuff that i like that surprises me um there's always some some well, cool what stuff. about the really weird sculptures where the guy does sculptures that are skewed you've seen those Mm, what do you mean they're, they're they're super duper realistic but they're like pancakes if you turn the oh turn yeah on. yeah right yeah, yeah 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 i don't those remember are, the artist's name yeah those are cool yeah i've seen those yeah uh, they're they're as big as ron muke uh right they're huge yeah. but they're just really weird that that it would change you know yeah yeah uh, on the side because that was one of the things about sculpture that i i always liked was being able to walk around it mm -hmm. right so when you're you know, especially when you were doing the uh, the effects, right? Uh, and you had to sculpt something. You had to be able to. What, what does it look like from this angle? What does it look like from that angle? Mm -hmm. Does that you know you could see if yeah. it's right or not? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we. I mean, you want 
some symmetry. You don't want it to be perfectly, but you want, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah too much symmetry, sym- uh, too much symmetry, and it's like a, you know, it, it, it's like a robot, you know. It's too perfect. Right. It shouldn't be like that. You know, it's like, uh, can you pick out the, the real Oscar Goldman? Steve Austin's like, it's that one? He's like, oh, it's the one that's sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that episode. Of course. Six million dollar man. That's um, like with ZBrush, um, you know, the, the way you sculpt in ZBrush is you put symmetry on because it takes half the time because right. you, you do one side and it's doing the <laughs> other side at the same time. And then afterwards you go in and you turn symmetry off and then you make it natural by uh, losing, uh, oh, yeah. destroying I mean, some of the symmetry. Because real, real, real humans don't do that. Yeah. Back, we're all we're, just a little off. We're back to bit. symmetry again. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's important. It's important. To, it's it's a big part of what we do. Being able to recognize when things seem unnatural, right? Yeah. Uh, the 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 real the, the the natural world is full of irregularities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I always tell my students to be concerned with their shapes. If every if every shape is the same size, you 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 lose some realism. Mm-hmm. You lose depth, right? You know, or tangents are important. Like, you know, don't don't have things, you know. No uh, kissing lines. Yeah, exactly. It just it does weird things. Like there'll be right. a, there'll be a kid that'll do like a a figure, and the feet perfectly touch the bottom edge of the right. pan. Like, <laughs> what the hell is that? Don't do that. You know. That's for people listening. Yeah. It's like if you have, let's see, if you have two objects, don't have them like this. It, it, you should have one it should be covering the other a little bit either either overlap or distance but don't yeah, have no kissing, kissing lines yeah distance yeah. or overlap no kissing lines yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's, an un, it's uncomfortable like yeah. it, you might not you might not uh know it if you're un, not educated artistically but if you you'll it, it feels uncomfortable in a painting when you see it oh totally you know totally. what i mean it's it says awkward as coming home at night at your house and there's somebody that's not supposed to be in your house just sitting <laughs> in your chair and he's and, and 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 then they start talking to you and you're like get the fuck out of my house you know? <laughs> like, and the guy's just like listen i i just fucked all your loaves of bread what get the get out of my house you know it's like maybe not that awkward but i made it weird I'm, i apologize um but you know what i mean just uh yeah yeah so things that i shouldn't be there that is a, that's very very specific i realize that's i'm making it worse i'm so sorry uh, let's move on let's I'm, move on I'm, I'm, I'm always afraid of that you know i'm always afraid of things like that you know like you ever get like a a fan that says why don't you come over to my house and look at where i hang your, where i hung your painting and you, you don't know who these people are mm. you just don't know you never know you like what if you go to their house and 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 the floor is just entirely covered in plastic? You know, like, <laughs> like what the fuck's going on? And the guy's like, "Listen, why don't you sit here and read these magazines while I get changed?" And I'm like, "Wait, wait, why do you have to change? What the hell's going on?" And then he comes out and he's just wearing a Darth Vader helmet and like that's it. And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Now and and he's like, "And the safety word is droid." You're like, "Oh my god, what what just happened?" So you gotta you have to think about these things. I'm very careful who I you know I have to. You know, very selective. <laughs> house you go over. These are strangers. You don't know these people. You, you really make, don't. You make it sound like this has happened to you before. <laughs> it has not, but I, I, but I always worry about it. You know, I always, um, it's it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's you like, never you never know. There are uh, crazy people out there. 
Um, there are. Um, especially, uh, especially doing. Paul Komodo can tell you stories. Oh, really? Way. Yeah. But, well, that's. Okay. <laughs> you ask him. We'll, we'll, we'll... There's some weird New York stuff that we'll, we can tell you about. It's not great. Yeah. Um, so you just got to be careful, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, well, I'm so sorry. I just did that. Why did I do that? I just ruined everything. <laughs> I, Travis ruins everything. I, I apologize. No, no, that's uh, 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 funny. <laughs> I might, the, the, I'm going to bleep out the, the F words. I'm going to start bleeping yeah. them out for because I'm on uh, YouTube now. Oh, okay. I, 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 I won't, I won't tell, I won't, I won't retell the story. Either, so <laughs> um. <laughs> I said it like the thing is they're demonetizing stuff now. If you say curse words within the first 15 seconds, and I think I may have, so I have to go through. Oh, no, I didn't. No, it wasn't with the first, first or is it 50? Yeah, first, first 15 seconds. But I'm going to be careful and just bleep them, I think. Um, that's smart. I think that's very smart. You know. and, and find out what the keywords are that they just don't want you to use. Yeah, yeah. Word, like, like if you can't use the word yam. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> he said yam three times. You can't have that on here. Oh, my God. God. Demonetized. Oh, my God. Demonetized. Demonetized. So, so uh, have you ever had, uh, I was going to ask you as a teacher, as an art teacher, I mean, have you ever had, like, a horrible, horrible student like a uh, belligerent, difficult, terrible student you had to deal with, because you've been doing this for a long time, and maybe you, the... you get them, you get them, but you have to have a certain temperament, and you have to explain to them. Are you, um, you're able to handle them, you feel? Yeah, as best you can. You just have to explain the process. You've never had someone you couldn't deal with. No, they would have to be uh, mentally impaired for, them, for me to not deal with. I, I, I'm, I'm actually, and you know me pretty well. I'm actually pretty good at explaining yeah, things to people yeah, in such yeah. a way that that they don't feel like throwing me out a window. You know, it's just, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, you don't, you don't ever, you don't ever make someone feel bad about themselves. You try to see where they're coming from, and mm -hmm. then you explain to them that the reason why their perspective is such is because this is what they see, and then you explain your perspective. And it, it's not it's not a, it's not a greater than, you know, it's a, it's just a different way of seeing the world. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about all artists is that we are we are what makes us all different is our perceptions. Right. Of the world around us and our life experience is all different. Right. Because it just is all different. Mm -hmm. There are similarities between the two, two of us only because of the time that we've lived in. But then, but that's about it. Right. After that, it, it, it changes. You mm -hmm. know, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't imagine that you were hanging around Chinatown during Chinese New Year. You know, I mean, that's like a, that's right, like an right. experience that I had. Yeah, and then yeah. you have a different experience, right. you know. So, and that that that's what uh, colors everybody's, um, you know, existence, right? These different experiences. So if you have a student that is difficult, you try to figure out what what it is and what. And then you ask them what their expectations are. Like, what is it that they want mm -hmm. to learn? And then you go from there because you, you know, there, there is, there is a need to want to do something. And then there's the ability to, 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 to learn how to do that thing. Right. Not everybody has it. Uh, some people develop their skills later because mm -hmm. maybe they're, they're, they're not ready yet. Right. We all, we all mature at different rates. Right. I mean, just imagine, okay. I, I, there was a guy in my school when I was in high school who was, quite frankly, he was a genius. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, regular school was boring to him, right? But they the, they didn't have the funding to give this guy like a special class because right. he was that smart. So and and you know, and certainly his family couldn't afford to send him somewhere. So he was stuck at my high school, and he was bored out of his mind because everything was so like he would come to class and he could just look at everything and figure it all out like really quickly. Wow, that was it. And he had this crazy memory. More more than mine, even he would just remember stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This guy's amazing," you know. But he was bored. Yeah, and boredom can create monsters, and he kind of was a little bit of a monster. <laughs> I imagine, so, I imagine in, uh, in um, art school, you you get students. I would guess every semester you probably get at least one student. Maybe I'm projecting because I was this way when I was a kid. But um, the student who thinks they know it all, you know, their vision is so special that they don't need, you know, they don't really need to learn. They're just doing it because they have to as part of the part of the degree they're getting. I I don't I don't get that (laughs) so much in my school because it's because it's more like a trade school. Okay, okay. So it's like, you know, they're there specifically to figure out how to do. That seems like such a common thing with young artists. I I have I have kids in my class right now that can draw better than both of us. Oh, really? Yeah, they were like, they're that good. Wow. Uh, They just don't have the ideas yet. Because right. that's what comes with experience. That's like a whole can't. other. That's that's a whole other aspect of, I guess any any art, but but specifically fine art. Oh I, yeah, oh, most it, definitely. It's like yeah. you know, there's you know, rendering how you're able to render. There's all the technical stuff, and then there's the idea as the idea part. Oh yeah, and yes. the idea part is as important. That's the problem with the that kind of um, blue chip high end art where it's all about the idea entirely about the idea and the the craft of it the technical aspect of it is not important at all and i guess you know as the kind with the kind of artists we are it's like they to me they both are equally valuable and and to get a great piece you have to have both and i i noticed that the teaching teaching ideas is the more difficult thing teaching people how can you how can you teach ideas right there's, that's pretty hard. I know, it? I know. How, it's, how but, can you how can you take somebody and go idea idea? <laughs> no, it's not it's not like that. You yeah, know? yeah. But it's you can do things like you you know the way I do because I teach people on my on my Patreon too where I do like these one on one things. It's not really like a class like you do, but they're like monthly meetings where I mm-hmm. help them whatever they need, and um, you know it's like it's more like finding tricks that help you generate ideas like yes. looking at things differently um uh but i find that the the biggest the biggest part of of creating ideas is like this sort of not trying it's so zen and weird it's like you have to be there's a certain you have to tr- you know the, what they call it in uh I think it's it's Zen or Taoism. It's like trying, trying, doing without doing. It's it really is this weird. You have to try, but you have to like not care really that much. You have to not be that concerned about it. You know, you have to have this sort of weird like. Yeah, that's uh, that's a temperament thing. Middle balance. Yeah, that, like uh, yeah. I really want to do this, but I don't. You can't put too, you know too much pressure on yourself. 
to come up with amazing ideas, you have to kind of like let them come. It's it's a weird thing, but but there's like but but there's tech there's things like you could say. I often say, go back to thing you come up with ideas. Go back to things that that when you're a kid that you used to love, and just like look at them, and, and be inspired by them. It's like it's so, but it's not like, you know. Here's how you draw. Uh, here's how you do. Th- perspective it's like you know there's like literal literal rules to that where where coming up with ideas is so much more of a nebulous more difficult thing to well you i I ask students what what's important to them what 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 why okay why would you want to draw that like what is it about this that's important to you and then they sort of do a self-analysis you know i can Mm -hmm. see their wheels turning in their head like oh yeah you know maybe i should maybe okay that's part of it too is like knowing knowing yourself and knowing who you are is part of being an artist a good artist i think too well what what is art right art art on on the in the simplest form of expression it it's it's like leaving a footprint that that tells people you know who am i Mm -hmm. that's 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 what, what why we do this, right? I mean, right. you know, yeah, we, you know, some of us we, we make pretty images, but what? But why does this guy make pretty images? Yeah. Why? Why does that guy, uh, you know, always? Why is he always painting uh, landscapes? Why is this person like? What is it about the landscape? What is it about? Okay, Norman Rockwell. What is it about Norman Rockwell? Why does he always paint these things that people are very often think are kind of saccharine or, or whatever? You know, uh, it's he just wants to he wanted to paint this idyllic thing mm. that, he, that he thought this is what i like you know yeah and he did you it know, so that, well it. he did it, you know I, that's what i think great art is like when you do it so well and the idea is so good and the technique is so good that it doesn't matter that it's saccharine or i wouldn't say i don't think his stuff to you know i think his stuff is perfect for what it is it's perfect that's it's a it's perfect and 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 what all aspires art aspires to norman rockwell paintings but that's not my uh experience you know i didn't grow up with those kind of in situations but it doesn't matter because the art is so good you accept it as on its own terms in a way and even what i I like about his paintings uh is that they're a window to a very specific time right right yeah look at them and you go okay you know what? There, okay. There's there's a, there's a few of his paintings that I, I think are kind of masterpieces because they, yeah, definitely. They, they, there's one there's one he did where someone is putting up a TV antenna on their house, mm-hmm. and then off in the distance, similar to the television antenna, is the spire of a church, and you see the cross, and it's in the same position as oh, the TV. Oh wow! So TV is going to replace the church. That's so cool. That, yeah. When you look at it. Right? Or, or there's another painting he did uh, where there was a, uh, it's called Breaking Home Ties. And uh, there's a young boy who's very excited. He's going off to college. And he has these suitcases that have all these stickers on them, you know, uh, because they're handed down from probably his brother, his siblings, mm-hmm. older than that went to college before him. But then you look at, then you look at the painting and you see that the the father is a worker he's got he could see his hands mm. probably as a farmer or, or or something like that and it's it's not it's not a regular train station it's a rural train station so next to this man there is a uh a lantern that he probably uses to wave the train to, mm-hmm. to stop 
to pick them up, right? Because it's not a, a stop that train normally the train will normally make, you know. Right. And then he has the dog with him to say goodbye, and the and the father looks very sad because he's like, oh, my kid is going away. It's mm-hmm. another marker in time that my kid is going off to college. But the kid is just excited, and he has this look, is a spark in his eyes. The, there's an adventure that's afoot. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, that, so all that that's in this one painting has all this going on right right and that's that's remarkable yeah I, you know yeah or amazing. even uh okay uh, uh one i'll bore you one more with one more painting from rockwell there's this is great it's it's like i guess sort of like the backstage area at a carnival mm-hmm. and there's like a clown and i think there's like a i don't know who the other players are but they're they're, they're just playing checkers or something mm-hmm. they're just hanging out and you see the tents around them so you know this is like like well, I mean, they gotta have time off too, right? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and that's really cool. You know that, that that he gives us these little glimpses into this this kind of life. You know. Yeah, I never, I never understood. I understand. I mean, I understand the difference between between illustration and fine art uh, now, but it it was hard for me to understand it for a long time. No one really explained it to me, because to me that that was just amazing art. To me, it was fine art. But, you know, the difference between like, you know, editorializing, editorial style of art, you know, that's kind of the basic difference between illustration and fine art is kind of like. Well, you're only really you're only really describing the initial reason for making the art. Right. Yeah, yeah, true. The the reason for making the art doesn't determine its value. Right, right. There's a lot of 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 the con it's like the con people did that has have transcended the job. Same yeah, same like you're saying with the car design. It's the same thing. So it so it doesn't matter if if um I mean it's cool that you know this guy put his spilled his fucking guts into making this painting because it's it's fine art and and he loves it and it's coming from him and it's his voice and and yada 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 and that's that's cool but there's a good chance that um that there's going to be somebody that's just not interested yeah yeah he's doing yeah yeah and then maybe what if it's just a lot of people are not interested right a lot maybe maybe it doesn't resonate with anybody yeah (laughs) so that's a possibility Mm -hmm. but the illustration job uh has the same same thing could happen right so that's that doesn't determine the quality of something. No, that, no, not at know, all. Uh, yeah, well, it that just determines the the purpose. Right. That's that that's but that was that was the thing when we were coming up. It's like illustration wasn't taken as seriously as fine art, and I never got that. It's like to me, you know, to me, it's not. If it's done well enough, it's the same thing. It transcends. Uh, simply you know an advertisement for something when it's done well enough i think think of it as a as a piece of the culture right yeah but that's 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 what it is right yeah yeah sure but that's all that's all art yeah right 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 uh you know it is it is culture you know and and what 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 makes what's the difference between what henry henry darger was doing Mm -hmm. right right have you seen you've seen his drawings yeah right? yeah they're kind of they're kind of nuts kind of <laughs> but, that's, but that's his that was his state of mind right right, right? yeah uh, he's right there with the guy that is incarcerated and he is making all these things with spoons he's mm-hmm. like you know uh true outsider art as yeah say. yeah all right so there, there there's something there about um this this earnestness this this this, this need to make something mm-hmm. right? yeah 
and then that's kind of that's kind of wonderful you know uh, yeah. a lot of us have it you know and and we, it doesn't mean that it's gonna resonate with a bunch of people it might just be this thing that this person did and you know you you have a a garage sale at your your uh your aunt stacy's house or whatever and there's this thing on the lawn that she must have painted or whatever and yeah i mean it's just that's just a moment in time she did the thing yeah and that yeah is, right i so. i i guess my my over my initial point was like you know when something is really really good it transcends it transcends its classification or category. Same can oh, be yeah. said oh, about like, you know, pop music, you know, like a Beatles song. These were three and a half minute pop songs, but they're, oh, yeah. so, they're songs yeah. that are so good it, that they, they become art because they're so good. Even though the format is pop, which is not really a fine art. It's more. It's you got you got a, you got a favorite Beatles song right now in your head. If I said Beatles song, what do you think? Uh, I I mean I it's not. <clears throat> there's a lot. Of them, there's a I lot mean... of them, but you know I've all. I, it's it's not a, a big. Uh, it's hard. It's too hard. I, I a day in the life comes comes in. That's like one of my favorites. But um, right? there's just so many good ones. But but they yeah. did it. That the, the crazy thing was with them is they did it so often, and all, a lot of those bands like the Rolling Stones. It's like. It's amazing to to make <laughs> yeah. so many amazing songs. You know, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's but but anyway, the the point was, you know, with the car, you know, mm -hmm. designing a car with uh Norman Rockwell with Frazetta, he's doing stuff that's like low culture, you know, fantasy book covers that, you know, mm -hmm. people don't take that seriously but he did it so well that it doesn't matter and that's the stuff that's what i always try and do with my artwork it's like i try i try and i want it to be that good that's what i'm always striving for and i love that i love that something you is so good is done so well that it transcends its its thing like you know punk certain punk songs that are just record they're recorded for 20 bucks it's like some certain things that were just done so perfectly that it, they're elevated above they they, be, they go into this realm of what i would call fine art it's probably not the correct term but maybe like the realm of the sublime or something you could say and this happened this can happen in all these different types of oh yeah arts oh, you know what i mean like makeup effects there's stuff that's you know that's a, a commercial work for movies, and then you've got the the Kazus and the Matt Roses and these people that would take it to such a level that it was just like you know when you're in its presence, you're just like ah, oh. you know it just you it know, goes beyond what it's speaking meant of which to there, be made there's for. a there's this wonderful effect I always thought it was really cool it was uh it's in the movie Ghost Story mm -hmm. yeah and I think Dick Smith did this one and uh, yeah he did all that stuff. It's the uh, the the cadaver that comes out of the car at the end. Oh yeah, and the skin slides off the. Yeah, face. and I'm like, that's. I I watched it again. I'm like, wow, that's kind of amazing. If you consider when that was done, right? Oh yeah, he was the man. That's pretty. That's was pretty incredible. You, you look know? at all his old stuff. It's still. It's like uh, there's some really. I don't know if they used them much in the movie, but there was pictures of this weird apparition of of the woman with just a mouth. Right. And, yeah. And I've it's so great. It's so amazing. And then um there was also like this kind of rotted version of her that's not 
skeletal, like the final one, but there's this like rotted, putrid, like kind of swollen around the eyes. And you could, and it's just like so well done that it's like, uh, it's just beautiful. It's like kind of this beautiful art piece. Did you, did you take his, his mail order course? Yeah. 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 I've got, I've got his acceptance letter hanging on the wall. <laughs> How cool is that? Cause he complimented, I sent him my sculpture and he complimented the sculpture. I was like 16 or something. And asked me how I did the lips on it because the lips were he thought were so good. <laughs> I never I never got to meet him. I never got to meet him. I met him once, kind of, and he didn't he didn't remember me. He was an old guy at that point. But I I mean you know he has a lot he had a lot of students so it's not like we were pals or anything. But um, one of, one of my buddies used to drive over to his place. Oh yeah, and, yeah yeah, and uh, so he cool. did all that stuff in this little tiny basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the size of my room. You know, it's like and he was missing exorcist a and I mean, yeah. one of his hands was missing a finger. Yeah, well, uh, at least. Here, I'll show you. Um, I have a cast of his hand. Oh no shit. Wow. Yeah. How cool is that? That is pretty amazing. <laughs> they yeah. took they took the the they took this bone out. It was his ring finger. And they took the, the wow. doctor took the that bone all the way down to there so that it would put so that he wouldn't have a weird gap there. So he looks like a Simpsons hand now, or he did. That, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it looks. But he's uh he's like the the the, the father of all the modern uh, effects guys. Yeah, yeah, he came up with techniques they still use today. Pretty and amazing. I think of, uh, you know, I think of, of Rick Baker, right? I think of the yeah he he would he would probably talk very fondly about dick smith oh yeah yeah he was his yeah. mentor um, i gotta get so rick on the show man i i he said he would come on the show and then i haven't been able to, he said he would do it and i haven't uh is, is, he, is he like retired now yeah but he's doing all kinds of cool stuff he's doing like you seen his instagram yeah i have it's I follow crazy him. he's doing just I like having so much fun like, yeah and that's why it should be yeah fun you know i i, I wish in a perfect world, I would just make paintings for me all the time. Yeah. Have to, not have to think about the money on the other end of it. Yeah, I would make paintings and, and uh, give them to people that I liked, that liked them. That's what I would do. Oh, totally. You yeah. know? Because I, I got, just, you know, it's just, you got to you gotta pay the bills. Yeah. You know, you got to yeah. cover everybody. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of overhead to live now. Yeah. <laughs> just in general. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like rents are really high. We're, we're lucky we have houses, but I some know. People, you know, they don't you know they gotta rent something and it's it's hard. Yeah. It's just hard out there right now. And I, I don't know. I don't know where where all this is gonna go. I, I hope it goes to a good place. I don't know. Uh I, but it, no matter what happens, I'm still gonna keep painting. Yeah. That's what I'm supposed to do is make these pictures. Yeah. Right. That's that's the plan right now but that even plans change i mean you know i started out i wanted to do illustration work originally mm -hmm. and i don't do that anymore right right i mean i occasionally the job comes how in did you make the transition how did that happen did you just what, what happened there one day i just i saw that uh another illustrator the uh, mark ryden was in gallery shows and i just thought another mark right it's like mark right like, definitely maybe. like affected people of our age for sure and i was like well if he could do it i should be able to do it yeah you know i mean he's not that much better than me maybe i got a shot you know so <laughs> uh 
you know, because once you're doing illustration work there, you're just at a certain level. Everybody is at a certain level. Right. Yeah, yeah. You you just just, just to get in, you have to be at a certain level. You have to be able to do the do the job. Right. So and many of my friends that are in illustration are really good painters. Yeah. They just they just are. Yeah. Because it's the thing, you know. And then uh, it just worked out that um, I got on a plane. I flew out to California and I started going around to all the different spaces just to try. Oh, really? I, With a portfolio kind of? And uh, yeah, I, I, I visited. Uh, I visited. Uh, <laughs> I don't think La we've Luz. ever talked about this. I went to La Luz and uh, I went in there and I'm like, hey, man, what do you think? You know, did I, you I have just, wait a minute? Did you have your like style set on what you wanted to do yet? Or was, was it all? Kinda, illustration? I was kinda, no, I was kind of doing this stuff that I'm doing now. But but so uh, you had kind stuff. of like thought you were you had all this time as an illustrator and then you're like, OK, I want to do fine art. So you created a bunch of your own personal works that were like in your style. Yeah, they were, was, they were a little different though. Right. It was simpler. Oh, okay. Now, okay. now they're, now they're, they're much tighter now, which is a mistake, but, but it's okay. It's too late now. <laughs> no, cause of the time, the time element. It's like, you know, it, yeah, it's right. harder, they're harder to paint now. Yeah. But what I'm noticing is that people can't tell the difference. Oh, well, yeah. you could, you could tell the difference, yeah, but I don't know. the average person looks at my work from like, 2001 and thinks it's the same as what i'm doing now right and right i'm like no it's not i mean <laughs> I, I see things you know i see certain things in, in yeah. the work always um, yeah that's, so that's went, okay yeah i went out to i was at la luz i, I, I saw billy shire mm-hmm. and i was over at, at the copro nason gallery doug doug nason still had a stake in the place and Who'd you, uh, did you talk to gary I, did you talk to like I, I spoke to gary uh i hadn't i hadn't met uh yeah, I had I had I hadn't met uh, our, our friend who has passed away. Um, yeah, Greg. Greg. Yeah, I didn't I didn't meet him right away. How was um, Gary? <laughs> he was he, great. He was very nice to me the first time I met him. He was. Pretty, he was talking to me about about something like... called called the, uh, the the Key Club and a guy named Elvez. Yeah, 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 that. yeah. And uh, and then uh, somebody that I'd met on Facebook just happened to be there. It was uh, it was Stan Ridgeway from uh, Wall of Voodoo. He oh, was no there. way. And it was just it was just by chance Weird. it just happened there and I, I i met him and you know he was like, hey it's like i follow you on myspace i know i follow you on myspace blah, 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 <laughs> oh blah, how blah. cool and then uh yeah and yeah I, I, I when i met gary yeah. when i met real quick when i met gary the first time it was i was dropping off that soft spot sculpture that had you know that oh wow sculpture i did because that was like the first thing i did because that's what i wanted to do i wanted to do sculpture but I was like, right. I did it. And it was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to make any money doing this. So I switched to painting. But um, it was for Liz McGrath's Haunted Dollhouse show she curated. Oh, and, wow. And um, I remember dropping it off. Gris Grimley was there. He was dropping his piece off, I think. And that was the first time I met him. And then Gary was like, totally like, Oh, cool. Go just put it over there. <laughs> wow. Like, totally blew me off. And um, uh, I'm sure it was because they were like putting a show together. And it was before Erica was around, too. Erica's definitely been a good influence on Gary. Because <laughs> oh, so. so. she's like, you know, he's like the more the business guy, and Erica's more the, you know, uh, 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 you know more personable although i love gary gary's awesome he's like they're both great friends of mine now but well, it's just I, funny I, that I met, started I met everybody when i went out to that one that one trip i just met everybody i i, I went around gal i mean even i was a gal i would talk to jensen at gallery 1988 i was talking to uh 
um, I met Mary Karnowski in the the old location when it was, uh, you know, oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, I even um, I even talked to Andrew Hosner because he uh, mm-hmm. he was doing, he was doing something called Cannibal Flower at the time. And Andrew was doing he LC was... and uh, yeah, I guess and, they did uh, that before ThinkSpace. Before ThinkSpace, yeah, and then uh, eventually I, I got. I got I got a I got a piece in just about every gallery. Mm-hmm. One one piece for every there's a group show at this place, a group show at that place, a uh, group show here cuz I had, I had to see. It was and so crazy first, how active it was back yeah. then, man. But the first person to actually give me a solo show was Kirsten Anderson over in Seattle. Mm, rock she was road. like, "You know, she was like, "You know what? I I think I think I could do something with this." So she gave me the show. It sold out. And then Gary Pressman was like, "Well, pff, if you're going to do a show there, then you got to do a show here. So then I went to his place and he gave me a, a show. And then right after that, uh, Justin Giarla in San Francisco was like, hey, man, you want to do a thing? Oh, that's a guy that scammed oh. everybody. A guy for shooting and then gallery. I, ended up, I ended up having a, a show at the shooting gallery. Did you get and, ripped off? And uh, no, he he actually he actually paid me. You know, back then he was doing really well. So everybody was getting paid. It was oh, only okay. toward the end that people were getting scammed uh, oh, or whatever happened. happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, but while I was there, he was he was paying he was paying me, and yeah. it, it kind of worked out. Um, so then, then I got more shows at uh, at Gary, and then finally Mary Kynoski was like, you know, I see you're, you've got some traction going on. Let me give you a shot. So then I, I was showing there, and I'm still there. Wow, how many years have you been there? there? I've been there for ten years now. Easily. Wow, I can't believe it. Uh, 2011, my first show there. So, uh, it's 12 years now. Wow. And, uh, crazy. But I, I remember when you were, I remember uh, when you switched over, went over there. I remember. Yeah. And it doesn't and seem like 12 years ago. No, no. <laughs> well, the first time I met you was at Copro and there was a group show and you, you said some nice things about my work. Yeah. And, uh, I, it's the first time I met Lola. Lola was there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we've been friends since. Yep. Uh, you know, we're pals. We we talk about the same stuff. I mean, I remember going to your house and we were watching that uh, that Dan Curtis production, the Norless uh, tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, the craziest thing because you know? <laughs> I, I love that stuff. I remember seeing that as a little kid and just yep. being surprised. Like, I was like that is so crazy. You know that ending. You know, that, 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 that scene where he rips the door off the car. Mm-hmm. That's very, a very a very impressionable little boy. Yep. I had just seen. A uh, a made-for-TV movie called Gargoyles. Yeah, Gargoyles was great. And and there's all these really crazy slow motion shots. Yeah. <laughs> and you gotta understand if you're if you're a six-year-old kid, that is like nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's like the real thing. It's like you're looking yeah, it's at it's like, the... oh my god, <laughs> what is going on? You know, so I see that, and then Dan Curtis's other big thing was um the Night Stalker. Yeah, yeah. And that was on ABC, and I watched all those. And uh, I was like, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get what, how cool the show was until later. Oh man, I, I got, yeah. I love the Night Stalker. Yeah, I, I watched the show, but then uh, as an adult, I watch it later and I go, I, I love what, I love what Darren McGavin was doing. He was like this oh, yeah. wisecracking yeah. guy, mm-hmm. and it made it funny. Like he, he's doing the best he can with that material. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand why they haven't done a good remake of that show. It would be so perfect. I have a theory on, on because they did one in the 90s apparently that sucked but um well they did it wrong yeah they did it wrong. i mean you you know whoever did... whoever does these 
things everyone's trying to do an update or whatever and and you know i and i get it but you know maybe maybe the there's a certain quality of the original that you want to that's hold a, on. i i think that the, what they should do is they should do it as a period piece set in the mm-hmm. 70s and like really do it like recreate everything get actors that are similar you know really if kind you're, of if you're listening uh sony uh viacom or whoever i'm telling you to it, the thing is uh, it's like the thing is it would be great but it probably wouldn't be a huge hit and they always have to have everything be a huge hit but it would probably be a cult thing later because i would just totally my taste. watch that show oh I would, man I would, I would, but do it think about like, it put it in the 70s period piece 70s do the get same. william h macy to play him <laughs> he's too and old it, no no he'd be perfect i think he'd be perfect I think he's too old he's, now though i just yeah, saw no, an interview he, with him he he's looking pretty he might, old he, he but, might be too old. but you do uh, it and you you have the same because the stories were cool like the base the ideas were cool you just do everything you rewrite the you know scripts where you need to there was a lot of like weird fat shame there's a lot of like fat jokes i noticed and like just yeah. things that are not cool nowadays kind of sexist stuff well you could but but you know, you if they really updated, wanted to they could, updated. they could update it but they could change the location yeah you know like yeah, uh, yeah. like you could, probably, you could probably do the do the show in england and have like gary oldman play the guy and but but it's still it's still 1977 <laughs> right 76 i mean you know? I, w- I would watch it but i think it should be yeah. you know i i i think it would just be so cool to just ha- has to be like american the, just like it has to start in las vegas yeah. like the like the yeah you, you've seen the, yeah, the pilot of course in vegas yeah, of course uh there's some there's some great actors in that yeah in the pilot. yeah all, all those old oh my god ralph actors. meeker ralph meeker's his friend at the bureau Remember? I don't remember Ralph Meeker. I and uh, him up. and the and the the surgeon is uh, the the Undertaker guy is played by Larry Linville, the guy who plays uh, oh, yeah. Major Burns yeah. in Nash, and uh, Claude Akins plays like the sheriff. This is before Sheriff Lobo, so he's he's there. Then nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm like, what what is this? What? Uh, 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 okay, Ralph Meeker. It's yeah. okay. No, um, it's it's uh, we know we know, but yeah, it's uh I don't know. I just, I wish I was like, oh man, the world would be such a better place if I was, if I had Elon Musk's money. Cause I'd make a bunch of cool shit. I would, I would make the remake of Night Stalker set in the seventies. I would hire all my friends to make amazing artwork. Right. Right. You imagine, you imagine what you do with that kind of money. Oh, the, the things you could do. It's like, I, 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 you know, I feel like, God wants this world fucked up because he won't make any of us get, get let any of us good people become billionaires. <laughs> but they, you that know, would ruin it, the game. The game is, the it, game is about struggle. It's, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird place, you know, and even, even back then it's also a weird place. If you think about what, what people got away with, oh, you know, man. in the 70s and you, watch, you, and you watch uh, like marketing gone, gone wild. Right. You know, um, oh, yeah. like somebody thought, you know, we know what you do. We need to make a Star Wars Christian special. <laughs> Have you ever actually seen that thing? I've seen. I don't know if I've watched the whole thing, but I've seen enough to realize I can't it believe is, how bad it is. It is. It's remarkable that that someone like okayed that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, like I watch it, and I can't believe it. Oh man, you look at a, a lot of that '70s stuff, those '70s yeah. variety but this, shows. Like, Forty minutes. Forty minutes of just the the fake Wookie dialogue. It's no no subtitles, nothing. We I mean. I, I, 
as as a kid, I just seen Star Wars right in the theaters, maybe during that that summer. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there and I'm watching this show and I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Ben, look at you look, know? look up right? those old like what the Donnie and then Art Don- Carney, Art Carney shows up and Harvey <laughs> Corman shows up, and I and I I feel like it's almost as if Harvey Corman uh, kidnapped. Art Carney and B. Arthur at gunpoint and made him do the show because the stuff they're doing is like crazy, you know? <laughs> and then there's a scene where I just saw this recently. That's why it's like fresh in my mind. There's there's a scene where, where, where Art Carney is in like a shop buying stuff and some, uh, some guy working for the Empire shows up and he's all like, hey, he's all being tough and stuff. And he's got, you know, that Darth Vader helmet that those guys, like the, mm-hmm. they wear the big, but it's like he, on him, his head was really small. So on him, it looked huge. <laughs> right. He looked like he was wearing, uh, I don't know, like the Ronco pocket beauty salon or something on his head. It was like this giant thing on his head. <laughs> and he, and he's trying to be a tough guy. And he has like the little mousy mustache and Art Carney's looking at him like, like he, he, it's almost like he didn't know what was going to happen and he can't believe what he's looking at. He's just like, the hell's going on? Who's this guy? Why is he here bothering me? <laughs> Listen, I'm and and Art Carney's just his dialogue seems like he's making it up on the spot. Yeah. And it's 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 you, it's amazing. That's the thing about you know if you look at seventies sitcoms and seventies variety shows like Donnie and Marie and all that stuff, it's so bad. It's so stupid. It makes stuff. I mean, it's like it's. Are, so... are you are you referring to the Pink Lady and Jeff? show yeah, that was on, yeah uh, any, are you familiar with yeah. that that was an act that was a real show i know i know i remember uh and and every every like network trash. every so network bad. had it was all variety shows every network had yeah. a variety show. and they sucked they were so i think cbs had the most variety shows <laughs> on, on their dot no they did uh they had uh, <laughs> they had uh tony orlando and dawn oh, had their yeah, own. yeah. Uh, Sonny and Cher had theirs. That was on the air at the yeah, time. I remember. Uh, Mime was big. So Shields and Yarnell had their variety <laughs> show. No, these are real shows. I really was there. Movies. I remember. And, um, I Carol Burnett still it. had her show. But, but hers had, was, had more sketch comedy yeah, in it. So it was, it was like funnier. Funny, yeah. You know? But there were just so many of these things. And you, you just can't believe it. You're like, oh my God, why do they have so many of these things? And Even as a little kid, I'm like, man, why are there so many of these things? They yeah. And, 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 and I was I was like, trapped because my my brothers made me watch donnie marie on abc i was like i, I was stuck you know it's <laughs> like you it, didn't, it. it didn't get better no matter who the musical guest was or whoever the guest was they would watch these things so whether cheesy, it was like man. kiss you know or chuck norris yeah, or whoever the hell they had yeah. on there i just you can't believe it so you know, corny like, so hokey you know it's like oh my god but it, that was real that was that was the time that was right? the time that was you know that's what warped us that's what i but always... the saving grace was the seven thirty uh for you know was it seven maybe it was seven o'clock after the news on abc at seven o'clock the night in new york anyway the, the night stalker came on yeah i don't remember and that was the was show on. that was the yeah. show that went on right before donnie and marie and i would sit there and i'm like oh, this is great you know he had his little <laughs> pen light <laughs> the, and, uh, the song the theme song's awesome yeah. oh yeah that's a, yeah it was oh. great there was a lot of great there was great you know a lot of great you know uh well, they were trying to do that with the Norless tapes. Dan Curtis was like, "Well, I'm gonna." I'm I know that's up. another great concept. You know? It's like they should they should do again. But it didn't it didn't catch for whatever reason, and you know we're stuck with it now. I, I I'm sure you're familiar with this other show before all this, 
it was uh dark shadows mm-hmm. it was, uh, dan, that was dan curtis's other show yeah uh my my wife just saw like all of them she watched every single episode i i want to watch i want to watch them all I, I i've been meaning to i have them they're, i think they're a little hard to watch uh, i know the, the, the first season but then it gets better okay you know because i know lisa was yeah. really she used to scare her really bad when she was oh, wow. a kid watching oh, yeah. that yeah yeah <laughs> Now it makes you really appreciate it if you watch it now. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Do you remember one? Yeah. Okay, and then we're gonna get off because, like I said, no, any anyone under the age of fifty is not gonna know what the hell we're talking about. But do you remember a show with Gary Collins called uh, Sixth Sense? I think it's called Sixth that Sense. Sounds very familiar. I, I believe that was that was on NBC. Yeah, and then NBC. they repackaged yeah. them into night gallery episodes, like yep. on the second or yep. third season or mm-hmm. something. Oh yeah, because yeah. I remember there's there, I remember seeing like I have I don't know if I'm mixing things up, but I remember seeing like a head in a box in some one episode that scared the shit out of me so bad on the Sixth Sense. I think that's what it was called, Sixth Sense. Well, there was that, and then there was all those crazy made-for-TV movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you worked you worked on a remake of one of them. Yeah, well. yeah. Don't be afraid of the dark. Yeah, that 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 one uh, with Kim Darby. Yeah, that was a great. And, one. Um, Timothy creepy. Hutton's dad, Jim Hutton, was like the was the husband in that, right? <laughs> and then you had uh, the actor who played Uncle Charlie. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, William William Demarest. You know, he was the. Uh, I don't know why I know all this. Yeah, thing. I know. Well, I know. Information. I know. I'm not smart or anything. I just can't. I keep remembering everything. Same here, man. Not, I know all the names of like. Not, yeah, I can't fans, use this at all. Producers and like uh, yeah. Uh, from the you know, 70s. It's like a, if I get in a car accident, I can't be like uh, uh, William Demarest. That's not, you know, it's like, well, I can't. It's because you know, it's know. it's just because we're nerds of a certain age. That's just nerds of a. That's a great title for a sitcom. <laughs> nerds of a certain age, or 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 a uh, 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 autobiography. A nerd of a also, certain age. Yeah, yeah. That 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 about makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so did you did you when you when you were um so. So also, you probably also looked at the Starlog, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you looked at all those concept illustrations that those guys did, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you were so we're looking at Sid Mead mm-hmm. and we're looking at uh uh Ron Cobb. Remember Ron mm-hmm. Cobb? Yeah. And uh uh who was the Star Wars guy? Uh, I uh he did he did these these uh really cool paintings yeah i remember those yeah. like the land yeah. speeder the, the, yeah the, the, there was that guy and then you had all the stuff for alien mm-hmm. so you're looking you're looking at uh uh mobius yeah. ginger art you know and and you're, and you're looking at of course uh giger for the first time yeah which brings me to the show that we're going to be uh part of right oh, yeah yeah, yeah let's promote the show yeah. yeah i'm so excited to be working when, on that. that's a uh... Yeah, we're going to be in a, a, a Giger, in tri- Giger tribute show in March at yeah, Copper Gallery. March. Yeah, and uh, pr- pretty amazing that we get to do this because this is I haven't painted like this since well since the eighties, right? Do you have a Do you have your piece figured out? Uh I I it's 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 going to be a take on one of the the assignments I gave my students. Yeah. So it's going to be like a it's going to be like a puzzle. So uh, the, mm. I, I, I one of one of the the first assignment for my illustration class uh, this year was they had to do an illustration that had a puzzle in it, a solvable puzzle. Mm. Yeah, that's so cool. you had like yeah like mazes. One kid did this amazing illustration. It was like a she made a construction site that looked 
it everything looked like Jenga on purpose. Ah, like the, cool. You know, what a great uh, idea. And then you had uh you had someone there, there, there's always gonna be somebody that does a maze. Like a hedge maze, you know, mm-hmm. like the yeah. shining kind of but some of the some of the the, the, the object find illustrations some of these kids did were and they had a you know, it was amazing. So I'm gonna do something kinda like that. Okay. Or uh, you have uh you know all the stuff, and you have to find the objects in the painting. Oh, that's I'll cool. Leave, I'll even leave a key, leave a key, so you could locate the objects. Oh, that's fun. I think, I think that that's what I'll probably do, because uh, I got to make it fun. Otherwise, because yeah. I, I don't actually work like Giger, so why would I? You know, I'm not going to try and work well, like. Well, you know, uh, that's a, I, I design. I've got mine designed. I'm, I just have to paint it. I, I did a, a a little study, and then I did a Photoshop. And I've got the design, so I just need to paint you know, it. Do you know if uh, can we talk to Gary? Do you know if Paul Komoda's involved? Because we should get him in on the show. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's because if idea. there was a guy, he worked for him. Yeah, so there's yeah. a guy that could do that do it. You know, me and me and Paul know. Uh, we used to have to work with a guy named Les Barony, which was like Giger's agent. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I even had to retouch a, a Giger piece. Oh yeah, I remember. I think we yeah. talked about that in the last so, episode. Uh, that's a whole. That's a whole other thing. You know. Some, yeah, you know, I'll I'll hit him up. I think he's he's got to be in it. I'll, I'll I'll ask him. I don't think he is. I didn't. I, oh I, really? I he was on the list, so I would I would ask Gary and Eric and go, hey, this is guy, and uh, he used to do jewelry and all kinds of things for for Giger. He, that's the guy. Yeah, um, yeah. He he should be of anybody. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. What I did is because I was talking to Gary. It's like I don't want to do a biomechanical. I don't want to do so. I want to do something that is something I would do anyway, and just mm-hmm. and just sort of have it be a tribute to Giger in a, in a certain way. And and he was like, you know, you don't have to paint like Giger. You just have it has to be. It doesn't have to be super strict. Like you don't have to paint in Giger style or do a version of his thing. So I just did like, um, cool kind of Giger y colors, Giger ish slightly mm-hmm. colors. Where it's like, I don't know. I guess I ended up going a little more blue, blue greens and stuff. But I, I put like pipes in the background, you know, rusty. It's like my version of Giger's influence on me, sort of in a way. So I don't know. It's close enough. It's going to be a cool painting, though. Well, I, I love, I love this one interview with him where uh, it, it was, it was for the, I believe, Poltergeist three. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right, or is it Pol- Poltergeist two? two maybe. It's the one where there, there's a they had an actor, uh, I guess uh, Craig Craig Nelson, Craig T Nelson. That's the guy's name. Mm-hmm. He he uh, he looks inside a bottle of tequila and the worm is in yeah, there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so one of the things that Giger said in the interview when they were doing the, you know, the, he he says that he is afraid of worm in his body. Thought, oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, just him saying that is enough. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Oh my god! I'm, I'm sure we've all seen pictures of what happens when when worms, you know, take over insects' bodies and things. You know, I just sent you my my you know? painting. Yeah, my, my Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. I heard a little uh, a little buzz. Yeah. Then my other option, if I don't do the puzzle, will be not not unlike uh, this to- this this toad hole. Uh, yeah, that's so on. cool. <laughs> toad so hole. you just because uh, sometimes people have toad holes. That happens. <laughs> What's that for? Uh, that's for the LA Art Show. Oh right, LA Art Show. So uh, is that know. is that a drawing or a painting? That's a drawing right now. Okay, and so you're going uh, to you're going to paint that. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna 
stick this image in my opaque projector and project it onto my board and then I'm going to paint it. Okay. So uh, I just had to make the little boy's face just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... And, 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 you know, he's got a little bit of a Mona Lisa smile. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, uh, he is somewhat pleased that the toad is in this head. Yeah. It's kind of perfect. It really is. But I had to get, I had to give his head enough room to fit the toad. Yeah. Right. Cause you can't, you know, where's, where's his brain going to be. Right. So that's why his, his head is so big. You got to think of these things. Makes sense. <laughs> you know, that's great. Um, like this, and, and I don't, I don't actually project the drawing. I, I do, I scan it first. Oh, okay, and then it adjusts the so I, contrast and all adjust that. Adjust the contrast, and then I just trace this onto my board. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you can see the little. He's got some like birthmarks on his head, you know, and mm-hmm. then the toads. Very pleased that he's there because you know, <laughs> you know, toads, you know, they they want to be happy. <laughs> um, so just want to have that. fun. That's how yeah. I did this one. Yeah, I I, tr- I uh, projected it. It's like so because I had the photo and it's just like, man, this is so much easier just to project it. Well, it is. I mean, uh, certain try, types. Try, of... try 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 drawing this on your you know just freehand. You need you want to project this. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You, you work know, it out in the drawing lot. or the study, and uh, yeah, you know it's why all... you know there's no need to. There's certain certain things that are good to do freehand again. You know to do freehand and certain things. I don't know. I just I've been doing more. Um, you know, really figuring out my concept and having a really almost a finalized digital painting and then projecting it and then tracing it in India ink and then just painting. Well, what, what, what happens is you're, you're, you're really composing, right? Yeah. The, uh, the image and, and getting it exactly yeah, where everything. I'm trying to, it's cause I'm trying and then to make you just, it. Uh, you're not a paint. So you, you kind of know what you're going to do. Right. Wise. Now you just want to get the drawing to go there and 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 to have the the same uh, structure that's in the drawing. I just wanted to be, you know, I'm I'm trying to just refine it and make it as good mm-hmm. as possible, and so that's kind of where I'm at in my as as a, as a painter. You know, pe- yeah. people go through different stages, and it's are not you, like so are you actually are you actually using an opaque projector, or or you got a projector attached to a laptop? Uh, I got I got a, a one of those HD video projectors and it hooks to my phone yeah yeah because the bluetooth yeah it's pretty amazing what you could do with those yeah Uh, they look great yeah Yeah, i i have like it's funny because i bought a projector you know one of those ones that holds a picture about this big Uh like a five by seven or four by six picture and you you put you know the kind and it reflects and it projects a light it's cheap ass thing i got i got it right when i started painting you know, like, oh, I'm going to need this. I bought my easel. I bought that thing. And, man, that thing is such a piece of crap compared to this this video projector. It's like, I can't even believe I ever used that thing. It has to be you pitch know, I, black. I always, I always tell the, uh, the <laughs> kids the room to work. about those uh, projectors because the, uh, the, one, the one that I use is 30 years old. Oh, yeah? It's a full-on, it's an autographed DB400. It takes a piece of copy that's uh, eight and a half by eleven. So you got you have like a good one, maybe I guess. Yeah, pretty old school. Uh, it, I mean, literally, this this is what fits in the projector. The oh, that's size. that's nice. And then I could just and I could make it. I could make that six feet if I wanted to. That's cool. You know? Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I don't I don't work that big because you know I don't have room or uh, time right, right now. Uh, I, I was trying to explain to 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 anybody uh, about you know to paint something that big. 
you, you know, it's not, it's not, it's easy to paint the top of it, but try painting the bottom. Yeah. How, how, how much, you know, my, my ceilings aren't that high. So how how I low know, I have to cross the ground, you know? know? And uh, I'm getting older, so my back, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's a lot, you know? Man, um, I really do want to do some big paintings, but I, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm limited to what I could probably do. Right. Yeah, I've got my lights up here too. So you don't want to be like, you know, the, the guy with the cane There once was a crooked man. And yeah. Pain. You know, <laughs> that's not great. Not good for anybody, you know? Um, oh yeah. But I, I, one of my, one of my, uh, illustrator friends, uh, his name is Mark Teixeira mm -hmm. and he works in comics too. And he's pretty good at it. Um, those of you that collect Marvel comics, you might've heard of him. Uh, he, he actually buys a lot of action figures for the lighting. Isn't that amazing? He buys action and then he lights them all. Oh, that's cool. His reference and he photographs them, and, and that's you know I always think about that man. You know, you know it's it's a lot to build something because I you always hear of some artists that actually sculpt everything just to get the lighting right. Yeah. And then they and they put. I would a light love on to it. do that. I would love to do that. Yeah, I just look, don't ever have to time. Who, who has that kind of time, right? Yeah. Gurney does that sometimes. Yeah, right. He's another. Gurney he's goes. another one I want to get on the podcast. Yeah. He's but, he's amazing. Uh, you know I. It's you know he he's he's he has many things but he you know he doesn't have his his kids are all grown up now so he does he you know he's got more free time than me yeah so <laughs> it's, like, it's a lot man yeah you know yeah it's a lot you know you could when you have to cover a bunch of stuff you know we'll see I mean I remember when 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 my daughter was really little it's like I, I just couldn't work that as hard as I could work yeah. right now yeah she's off at school right now so I could actually do do a little more yeah but when they're when they're little I mean you you spend a good part of your life just like saving them stuff yeah i know you know like oh my god don't touch that uh, high voltage you know, like whatever you know it's like oh my god that, that's sharp oh no you know uh, that's what you're doing yeah you have to constantly much. keep an eye on them oh yeah yeah can't just be like listen here's a map here's a screwdriver figure it out you know, I don't, you know I like three-year-old that'd be crazy you know that, and that kid ends up growing up with an eye patch and like like plans you know what i mean and uh, you, you can't can't have that. So you got to you got to raise them right. Well, you remember you you know you got you got some kids. So, you yeah, know. I got grandkids uh, now, man. And they're and they're getting that? they're getting old, like to the point where you don't need to watch them. They're like eleven and twelve. Insane. Just like that. It's, yeah. That nuts? I met them when they were, we met them when they were, they were three or four because it's my, they're like step grandchildren technically, but. Uh, they don't know, ever know not knowing us, you know, because they were three yeah. and four. Well, that's terrific. Yeah, it's that awesome. Really Something yeah. about that. You know, watching somebody grow up, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, too, when you're older, you know, because I had kids or I had Brits when I was young. So, um, you know, and you're like still trying to get your career going. It's just hard to like, it's just, it was just chaos trying to do that. But when you're older, Yes, you can see well, Liz, it Liz was really little when I was flying out to Los Angeles. Right, she was really she was like she was a little little kid. Yeah, and my poor wife had to look after Liz while while I'm just like going around trying to like uh, you H know hanging oh, out. Oh, oh, Gil's got to make a sale. Oh, come on, Gary, can, can, could you put a painting in the in the? <laughs> can you do it a little bit something maybe over there? Hang it over. I mean, you know, whatever. And uh, and you know, I'm still here. Yeah a lot man it's a lot to do that it's it's a risk we made yeah we we took the we took the gamble and we and we made it we so made it. we're still here you know we're, we're still we're here. here 
we are we are the survivors and there were a lot of us yeah i don't know how many of the originals from that moment in, and that was a great moment in time wasn't it yeah yeah i was talking to brandy uh melanie about this uh uh when she she was on i think the no not the last one podcast before last uh-huh. and uh yeah just talking about how there was this whole group of people and so many artists and then some of them fell off you know, some people you just didn't hear. They just stopped doing it. And uh, uh, yeah. it's a trip well, to see who kind of like who went where, who did what, who stuck with it, who bailed. Well, it was uh, it was a unique moment in time. I wish people yeah. had documented it better. I know. That's a, another thing because... I was saying is like there's got to be video of it, of the Cannibal Flower shows. And someone should do a Cannibal Flower documentary because that they really kind of started the whole I mean, you know, Lelou's, Copro, they were there early doing these shows, but everybody, everybody Cannibal Flower, something. Cannibal Flower uh, was kind of like there was the first wave, and that was lowbrow. That yeah. was before us. Yeah. And then we're talking like uh, Eric White, you know, showing at Mary Karnowski, mm-hmm. and uh, Todd Shore, in the first incarnation of Todd Shore. Yeah. As as a fine art painter, uh, there was a woman. Her name is Niagara. That's oh yeah. Mm-hmm. She was around. Then there was uh, it was the first time I'd ever heard of Liz McGrath. Mm-hmm. First time I'd ever heard of Anthony Ausgang. First time I, I'd ever heard of uh, Gary Baseman mm-hmm. uh, doing fine art. I knew who he was from from illustration actually because he was in New York. He was All right. And then you had uh, Tim Biscuit was around still. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, uh, Glenn Barr, you know. Yeah. The first time I seen Glenn Barr's work, you know, so lowbrow was the thing, and that was what was going on. You know, you had Keith Wiesner was doing these hot rod paintings. Yeah, I had a show with him. Yeah. uh, XNO, you know, XNO. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the Piz. All these guys were around. That was like a thing, and that was all before us. Yeah. You know, and a bunch of those guys were working in animation. I know Glenn Barr and Keith Wiesner were working at Warner Brothers. And at least I know Keith was. He was working on Batman, the, mm-hmm. the animated series. Wonderful drawings, by the way. Have you mm. ever seen those drawings he did? And uh, he'd be a great guest, by the way. Keith Weasley. Yeah. Or uh, Glenn Barr would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. All these these uh, these things that they're working on. That's yeah, a good out, idea. You know, you know, it's a chicken or the egg thing, right? So we all we all go out there, and then you have these different factions. Right. You have different galleries. So you have uh, the artists that were at Gallery 1988, and that would have been Luke Chu, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Greg Simpkins, mm-hmm. a guy named Joe Ledbetter. Remember him? Yeah. Uh, Thomas Hahn was around. They were making, they're starting to do the toy thing. Um, Bob Dobb. Yeah. Right. And that, and then sort of, you sort, you sort of, you sort of started seeing the, the next set of artists show up. And that would have been like, uh, Audrey Kawasaki and mm-hmm. uh, Amy Soul and Brandy Milne mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Kukula was around at that yeah. point. Lola <laughs> was around also. You were around and I was around. Yes. You know? um, yeah. These were the these are all the people I met at Cannibal Flower. Yeah. Uh, th- that's kind of where that was like that's where I started. That's where most of these artists started. I think you probably didn't have to go the cannibal flower route though. You probably I, skipped. I tried. Actually, I did try. I went out. There. I, I I asked, but they were like, no, 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 because you know you're not local. Right. So it's right. Harder, and I get it. It's harder to ship. Yeah, because you had to stuff. take it the day before the show. Right. 
Saturday right, was the show, right. and you had to pick it up Sunday. And if you didn't pick yeah. it up Sunday, and, uh, it got stored it, in a it, warehouse it's, somewhere. It's, it's tough, you know, to, to to drive down to Kennedy Airport, get on a plane, fly out to Los Angeles, and then you know, I'm, I'm driving around uh, L.A. like an idiot. You know, like I don't know, you know, there's no. Uh, I don't think there's even GPS yet. I'm just kind of like, yeah, Thomas guide. <laughs> you know, I'm looking around. I'm like, I can turn here. Uh, you know, yeah, luckily, that took a lot of uh, that took a lot of courage to do that to go i i mean i can't imagine just flying out to new york and going and getting up a bunch of galleries and driving around and not i, knowing I don't where know i mean I, I gotta try i have to try uh you know and a yeah bunch no of it's people, cool that you did it we, we came from this group called the art dorks right? yeah with the art dorks. Mm-hmm. so that was it was that was me and sean barber Stephen daly oh yeah right and so uh you're making me feel so old uh dave chung remember him oh yeah the chung yeah yeah uh there was uh what the hell's his name uh chris mostyn you ever hear him chris mostyn Mm, no sounds familiar and then there was uh there was another chris oh i'm a terrible person why can't i remember this guy's name uh yeah and and we all we what we did is we we would and my friend mark elliott we had group shows and each of us was responsible for wherever the group show was and you already had like 15 artists right mm-hmm. so oh, it that's cool worked out so one of the locations was think space and oh, wow. andrew, andrew hosen was like well let's see what the hell happens and it worked out right so i i should have asked him i bet if i had asked him he probably would have given me a show but i didn't ask him uh andrew i i, I went with uh, i went with gary because i i, I thought I could relate to Gary. Plus, Gary's stories about Elvez and the Key Club were far more interesting to me. So, the mentors. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, you know, yeah, yeah. It was great. I mean, I, I love hearing his stories. And, and you know, uh, there were these two girls working there at the time. Yeah, like, I remember. And um, and then there was this wonderful uh, Koji uh, uh, Korean taco truck that would come by. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were on Twitter, and I would always know where the truck was because the because the tacos were delicious. <laughs> yeah and we would go and that was that was the first time you and i were in a show together yeah it was that show and it was a lot of fun and it was great and what a night you know and uh good times things were good because everything was selling everybody everybody's stuff was selling hey, people all your stuff was selling show. my stuff was selling like your stuff <laughs> it was like you're having sellout show. shows man i'd only had start yeah. i only started having sellout shows like 2020 2021 it was was the thing and 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 yeah and then and then then they expanded so then you had other people showing at other galleries in other parts of the country and then the galleries all started like that would that would end up on the west coast so you had um, uh jonathan levine had a space uh called tin man alley and in that in that space he had jeff soto brant peters and kathy olivas now Mm -hmm. eventually those those two they still were showing in, in in l.a uh and then um there was a couple of other spaces something called ox op you ever hear of them Mm-mm. that was a gallery and then you had um something called track 16 does that sound oh familiar? yeah track 16 yeah that was a space uh and then you know there was a place called mendenhall sobieski gallery oh yeah yeah and, yeah uh, yeah Michael, is it Michael Hussar or Michael Husser? How do you pronounce his name? I would say Husser. Another guy. He was he show. was showing there. He had a show there at the time. Okay. And then, 
and uh, we were all in juxtapose magazine that was the other that was another thing each one of us had an article in juxtapose yeah had an article i had an article i only had an article because i got lucky because they they uh were they something happened and the the article didn't get finished that they were gonna put in there and so greg goes hey do you want to be in juxtapose i was like yeah and because they weren't paying attention to me at all and um he's like okay we got to do an interview i'm gonna have nathan spore do an interview with you and they we had they had to submit it the next day so it's like it was it was greg asking me questions and then no that's what it was greg asking me questions and then nathan spore like transcribing it over the phone it had to be done just like that like okay i'll interview you in an hour and then it was like (laughs) that's the only reason i got into juxtapose it was because of greg because of Greg, did they, the, did they do the photo shoot? They took you. They went. And they photographed you and all that. Uh, I think I sent him a photo. I yeah, sent him a photo they, of me. They and actually, they had. Fritz. They they actually sent a guy, and we met him at the. Uh, oh my god! At this at the Chelsea Hotel in New York City. Oh, cool! It was on the it was on the top floor, and they took all these pictures of. Wow. Me, which this is not a, this is like a face for radio. So. Uh, <laughs> If you look at the uh, if you look at the magazine, they didn't use any of the pictures. It's just a picture of the back of my head, with uh, <laughs> with, with my glasses, and that's it. I look like cousin it, and it's I, I, to this day I think it's hilarious. Oh, that is great. They so, used to be uh, such a good magazine, yeah. man. It's really uh, a shame. Yeah. Shame what happened. And then the, and then the, this this toy thing happened, right? So then all the uh, a lot of the artists were doing toys. Yeah, you know, like uh, with like Monkey King and uh, yeah. Then there, then there's a whole giant robot contingent, and that's a whole other, you know, if you're familiar with the fanzine, right? Yeah, there's a great documentary about by by the way. Um, I think I've seen it. Giant robot. Yeah, I think it's I've pretty seen cool, it. and that's where you see you know, you know David Cho, mm-hmm. right, and Luke Chu, of course, you know, yeah. and a bunch of the artists that used to work with um, Labasse Projects over in Culver City. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. talking. Like, uh, well, I don't know uh, who, who's there. There were there were a few. There was like a handful of these guys. They're pretty good artists too. Uh, one of them that stands out. His name is Yosuke Yamamoto. You ever mm-hmm. hear? Him? Yeah, pretty cool guy. Pretty good artist. It's a. Uh, I haven't. I should reach out to him. I haven't spoken to that guy in years now. At this point, uh, yeah. In fact, we were we were at uh, Baby Tattooville with him that time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was fun. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you uh, who aren't familiar, Baby Tattooville was an event put together by the late Bob Self. Yeah, I can't believe. But he he Bob gathered Self, all these artists together, uh, and it was again, it was like this moment in Los Angeles, right? All this is going on. So there, there's Tyron McPherson, there's Lola, there's myself, there's Chet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn Barr, you know, and uh, and there's Michael Michael Husser mm-hmm. and uh, Yosuke Yamamoto and Gary Baseman. Yeah. And Coop, Coop was there. Oh yeah, that's where I met Coop. Coop. And Stephen Coop Daly was there. was there too. Yeah, yeah, he was, and it was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was like it a, was they would get time. they would get these. You know, it was uh, art collectors, a small group of art collectors. You pay, I don't know, like a pretty good, hefty yeah. price for the weekend, and then and then Bob Self would put everybody up in a hotel room, and a bunch of artists and a bunch of collectors, or not a, not even a yeah. lot. It was like I don't even know how, how many. It was like a small. It I was, mean, it wasn't weird. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like listen, Chet, you got to rub that guy's back. It wasn't like that. It was more no. like you know, 
<laughs> no, like, it was like, it was what, like, I get to wear gloves at least. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, he's it was, got lesions back there. It was like, uh, you know, art collectors that were, you know, had, oh, yeah. had the money to, to spend on something like that. And they would get to, we'd all interact. And then the art is like, you know, art artists and art collectors, and they would have little events, and it was at this really cool hotel. It was, and uh, we we each did a thing for each. We each did a little, you know, uh, like my thing was I I was working on a show, so I invited him to watch me work on the show. Oh so I was yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in my room, I turned the I turned my hotel room into a studio. And oh I was yeah. Just working, and uh, they would just come by and uh, ask me questions. You know. Yeah, it was about, cool about the process. You know um how'd you how'd you get the the idea to do this you know wh- wh- why are you painting this what what is your what is your link to the 19th century you know all that it's weird stuff. that uh bob self and greg escalante are both dead because they were yes. two of those kind of guys they were like they were kind of like these guys that were trying to elevate the whole scene up and try, yep. and they were yep. connecting artists with galleries and like really kind of helping artists out and you know connect connecting artists with collectors and they were re- and they were in f- in for the love of the game 100 percent. yeah both of them were it's really a such it a bummer sad. man it's it, like it they were a such a huge they were so important to the to the scene you oh, know yeah. really especially greg you know because greg was like started copro back in the day and or he's oh, yeah. with uh and uh yeah, and he was, you know, he didn't need the money at all. He didn't, he, you know, he didn't, he never made any money from Copro because he, he had a good job, you know. He, uh, Copro just like uh, kept itself yeah. open, you know, paid for itself. Yeah, but he, he, he loved, he loved artists and he loved to promote us and he liked this idea, this sort of, um, uh, you know, just almost like i hate to use the term but like punk rock way of doing things mm-hmm. you know yeah uh we we are in a way we're like the outsiders mm-hmm. you know yeah. i mean we didn't really even have uh you know uh like like it didn't matter where we came from we were welcome yeah yeah and uh you know i i thought it was this wonderful time that uh you know i i would love it to continue but you know we're all kind of all over the place now yeah we're we're have lucky to have experienced what experienced it when it happened you know these things never they can't last that's they wouldn't be special if they last i mean do do you still talk to some of the regulars don't you every now and again yeah mostly mostly for the podcast but but you know i i mean i'm still when i go to shows uh i see them around and stuff so but it's it's very you know, you know how it is now. It's just like people were older and I don't know. I never leave my house unless I have to. <laughs> well, I, I, I will tell you, I'm doing my best to stay in communication with everyone. Uh, oh, that's best, cool. That's, that's what I do. Right? Yeah. So that's, I, that's, that's what this podcast has been for me. It's a way to kind of you know? stay in touch with people. I, I, still, I still talk to Greg Simpkins. I still talk to Luke Chu. I still talk to, uh, I gotta get Greg on the uh, podcast. I've never, uh, Eric, Eric Nakamura over at the uh, giant robot. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, obviously Kirsten Anderson, you know, we talk all the time about art and what's going on out That's there cool. and how weird things are. Um, you know, I, I, every now and again, I get a, I get a message from Gary Baseman, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, as, such as it is, uh, <laughs> he's a cool guy i mean it's it's i i think i think i think he, he still talks to me because you know we both come from an illustration background mm-hmm. so we talk about stuff like that and then you have um 
you know, you have, you have Bob Dobb because he's a teacher and he's at, you know, we're asking mm. questions. Like, you know, we, we, we go back and forth like oh, teach this class. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of this assignment? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the cool things about, you know, knowing, having, being in the artist community is, is that you, you know, any question you have about anything, a medium, yeah. a type of paint, where to get this, where to get that. You just yeah. like are texting, you know, you just text your art, art buddies. Like, Hey, how do you do this? All the time. You I know? have, uh, I have, I have, uh, James Gurney on my phone and like speed dial. If I'm teaching a class, I need to find out something in a hurry. Well, and what I, a, yeah. That's and, he's and all, like, he's all you need to know. It's like, he's like, uh, you know, like cash cab where you need that yeah. person to call that might know the answer. And usually he's the guy who knows the answer. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't know the answer, then, you're screwed if he doesn't know the answer. Uh, no, there's other, there's other <laughs> ones that I know, like uh, that I could just call and I know they'll have the answer. Yeah. Because just, you know, it's a different uh, scope of knowledge that these guys have. Right. People, a person like that knows a lot about paint. Yeah. And if he doesn't know it, then Marv Madison will know it. And I'll, I'll talk to him and he'll, he'll know what, what's up, you know, what, why, why that happens or what, you know, this medium or whatever, you know, and then there's a guy that used to work exclusively in, in, uh, in oil in, in acrylic paint. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Marv Madison? He's one of the best painting teachers at the school of visual arts. Mm -mm. He's uh, he's in the illustration game for a long time. Now he's mostly a portrait painter, mm. but he, how do you spell his last name? Uh, Madison. That's M A T T uh, L uh, E. S O N Madison. Mar Marvin Madison. Okay. He's pretty amazing. Uh guy. He knows a lot about the paint. And if he and if he doesn't know something, then you then you talk to Jim Gurney and he knows. <laughs> you know. And then there's uh and then if and then if it's just like drawing questions about, you know, oh, drawing. Yeah, he's great. The guy that the guy that I talked to is uh Carlos Fuente. Oh yeah. Because he, he knows another a lot guy about I want to get on the podcast. You're mentioning everyone I, I want to get on the podcast. And he's terrific, you know. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, and then there's uh, there's Wayne Barlow, you know. Another guy. You know, he's great. He knows a lot about some things. He knows a lot about shapes. Talk to a guy about how to how to put together shapes. It's that guy. Yeah, he he's he's terrific. He's a, a, you know? amazing, super um, nice guy too. Yeah, I'm just like giving you a list of people to put on your I show. I know, I know. Yeah. I just realized it's three twenty and my stomach's growling, so I gotta wrap it up. My okay. stomach's going. We could we could talk for for hours. Uh, I know this is how it is with yeah. this. I uh, oh, uh, man. um, you know, made me think it it would be it'd almost be worth doing a whole show, with your memory, and and the time we came up, it would be amazing to do a whole show, of kind of the history that you know uh, uh, of, of the whole the whole scene although you kind of did it but we just kind well, of only scratched the surface but we just scratched the surface there's there, a lot there's a lot. there's a lot of artists and uh, if if you would like i could write down everything that would be that would be cool and then we could have a talk about it that would be awesome talk about the connection between san francisco and los angeles and seattle yeah Seattle's yeah, important. yeah seattle is uh, i know it's so it's so interesting because it's like you know i just having we came up in this certain time period and we're just like going by the seat of our pants trying to navigate and figure out and do paintings and trying to make a living and, and all this doing, uh, yeah still doing our regular work you were still doing right right things. right and so uh, it's just were, it's yeah. just happening it's just happening you were, with, uh, were you at mike alzaldi's place at that point uh i started it when i was at rick's 
Okay. Yeah, and then I and then I was at at Mike L's all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But my I was I was still doing gig posters. I was working for uh, Les Claypool at that point. Oh right, that's right. I was doing that Frog Uh, Frog Brigade. But but it's like you 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 it all happens and you and you don't stop and like take stock of it all and realize it's like man. There should be a whole, there should be a documentary or a book about this because it's so interesting how there's these different areas and it's like, you know, certain areas were had more stuff happening than others, but there was these connections between gallery owners and artists. And it's just, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. So we definitely should do that. That would be a cool, really cool episode. Just focus oh, yeah. exclusively on that. And I'd have to, I'd have to rely completely on your memory because my memory's gone. <laughs> I'd just be going, oh, yeah, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we weren't even like, you know, oh, my God, it was such a different time. It really was. I still remember you telling me about uh, going to get fish tacos. And then we got, you know, we were doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, part of, it wasn't just painting, it was food. Like, I could do it, you get the whole thing on food, especially with Luke Chu. He, he has a great, uh, Oh yeah, like, of all the restaurants and all the stuff. He's got the know? most amazing. I got yeah, I got to meet meet him for the for he 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 took me to this dumpling restaurant. So good! Oh my god! Oh yeah, he he's a guy that would know. He knows where all these places are. Yeah, it was amazing, yeah. and it was and, uh, in Arcadia, I think. Anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, thanks for coming on, man. It's so great to talk to you, and I could sure, I could, I could, I could keep going. For days, we could go for days and days and days, but uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Let's do that episode. Um, we will. That would be awesome. Uh, anything you want to promote before you go, other than the Giger show? And well, I mean, I, I have a, I have a show. Uh, like I said, I have a show coming up uh, in in September in New York. I haven't had a New York show in a long time. Yeah. So there's that. What, um, what gallery? It's with uh, Ken Harmon. Hmm. You know, Ken Harmon's place. Uh, he used to have a yeah space called Hashimoto uh, Contemporary, but in New York, I don't know if it's he may it may be Harmon Projects or maybe Hashimoto Contemporary. Well, we don't I don't know what he named it because the you know the gallery mm-hmm. it used to be um, like a pop art gallery, but it isn't anymore. Now it's just showing what you know. But he's a he's a he's a great promoter. He's really good at it. Cool. I'm, I'm yeah. very pleased with the way he's doing things. And then and then I I have a show going on over at Eric Erica. Uh, uh, Erica's uh, space called in the Haven Gallery, and that's over in Northport, Long Island. You got a solo show now, going on? Well, it's a it's a smaller one. Okay, uh, it opens up in May, and then the other one is going to be uh, in late fall. You're doing two solo shows. Y- yeah, one's <laughs> bigger than the other. So, uh, I, but you know, I always do that. Don't I always have two shows? Yeah, I used to do that too. It's just crazy. Uh, I can't afford to do that though. I, I do what I got to do, you know, I, just, I can't, I can't, it's, it takes too much time. The thing with me, it's like, I get on a groove making money and then I have to stop everything to get the paintings done. It's like, it's hard for me to do kind of do both. And, and uh-huh. you know, and I, and I probably, if I was more disciplined, I probably could like, okay, this time I devote to this, this time I devote well, to the... a couple things. The, the I, I still, t- I t- teaching. Yeah. Yeah. You got, yeah. Right. And then I'm living off the money from the show before. So right. between the money from the show before and the teaching, I'm able to get by to, right. to spend time working on the bigger thing. And in, in between all that, I still have, uh, 
you know, I still sell prints right. on my website. People buy prints and you know, it keeps the lights on. So those of you who are interested in my work and want to buy a print because you can't, uh, for whatever reason, you missed a painting at a show, please buy a print. Go to my website, uh, www.travislouis.com and go to the uh, prints and collectible section and you will find some prints there. Excellent. Uh, reasonably priced and sometimes they're sales. Oh my God. There. <laughs> <laughs> did cool. I just do that? I sure did. Yes. All right. No, that's perfect. Um, uh, and we'll have it in the, in the, show notes and everything so the only thing left is to say is goodbye say goodbye to the uh, audience put your, put your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars <laughs> goodbye everybody <laughs>